Hi, this is Teddy Gray, the man behind Garfield the Musical, a Garfield parody, and other demented projects. You are listening to the Puppet Perspectives podcast. Enjoy. And how do you do, everybody? Welcome to the Puppet Perspective podcast. This is the only podcast hosted by puppets that give you their thoughts on movies, music, media, and more. I am your host, Jarrell. With me, we got my uh, other fellow co-hosts. We got Tyler. Hello. And Mitch. Yo. Tyler, I feel like we should have said the hello in that three students way, the way you uh, harmonize your hello. <laughs> so maybe we should do it like that next time when it's just the three of us. But yeah, if it's your first time listening, like I said, a show we talk about all things. There are, you know, movies and music related and we review albums. We are doing three albums today. We're going to be talking about two bands from the across the pond in Britain. We have the uh, latest from the gorillas or are they gorillas? Are you a dude like the the lame people say the part or it's just gorillas, right? Just gorillas, yeah. Gorillas. We're talking about gorillas <laughs> with a Z. We're talking about uh, another group called um, Shame, who's also from out there. And we're going to bring things back to, for a local band review. I always love these when we talk about some of these musicians that are putting out music in our neck of the woods here in New Jersey. Band Screaming Females is really getting some uh, buzz over the years since they really hit the mark in the mid-aughts. And they have a new album finally out. We'll be talking about that as well. I, I see a theme here. Uh, did you pick it up, Tyler? I love when there's a theme, even though there's two, there are two groups from the same Britain, from Britain and one from New Jersey. All three albums have something in common. Did you figure out what it was? Is it punk or post-punk sound or genre? If you consider uh, the Gorillas, uh, sorry, Gorillas post-punk? Uh, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I guess all rock bands, technically, or pop rock. I don't fucking know, dude. I'm tired. <laughs> well, I saw two things, actually. One, they are really respectful of our time. All three albums are 10 tracks. We, You know, we love that. We're in and out with these. Some of these, one album yeah. is like a little over 30 minutes. You know, we, <laughs> Mitch is the same way, right? Yep, huge W. Huge W. <laughs> that we might he might give all three leg bias ratings just on that alone, but we'll see. We'll see. But also, if you really want, if you're going to get technical with it, and if you guys been following the group for the, the podcast for a while, all three albums, artists, previous albums made my top ten respectively of those years: Gorillaz uh, 2020, uh, Shame 2021, and Screaming Females way back in 2018. So can they do it again, or at the very least? have an album that I would recommend people buy. Stay tuned to find out. Also, uh, last night, they had the uh, Chris Rock comedian put out his uh, Netflix special live premiering on uh, Netflix. So you could watch it at the exact same time it was filming that he recorded out in Baltimore, uh, Maryland. So I figured, hey, that's topical. What did the puppets think of Chris Rock coming out after all of this time? Because we've been waiting to hear him have uh, his say about what happened uh, at the Oscars. Um, I'm assuming I'm the only one of the three of us that watched it. I've seen some clips, but I haven't seen the whole thing. All right. Well, that helps at least, you know. I don't have Netflix. I'm poor. <laughs> it is getting up in price. Yeah, I can hear that. But will this review that we'll give be enough for Tyler to break out the piggy bank 
and become a Netflix subscriber once again. Stay tuned. <laughs> and uh, I just mentioned the Oscars before. I thought it'd be fun because we have the Oscars coming up next weekend. We'll talk a little bit about the, uh, some of the movies that were nominated. Um, no, Mitch, you're really into the, the films and the Oscars and all that. And pageantry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, still, you're, you're still waiting for your invite to be on the red carpet someday, right? It'll happen one day. Mark my at, very, <laughs> at very least, you could be a seat filler. The, I was going to say I'll be the first pup on the red carpet, but I feel like the Muppets it's probably, probably yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could be a puppet seat holder, seat filler, they say one day, you know. Yeah. When when someone wants to get up and smack the uh, a presenter, you'll just jump right in the seat and hold, keep it warm for them. Exactly. <laughs> the uh, but we're gonna talk. We're gonna have a little contest we used to do in back in the day between Mitch and Tyler. Tyler, like, wait, 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 what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. We're gonna do it again. Uh, you guys are going to uh, have a bunch of categories to pick who you think is gonna win, and then in two weeks, because we do this podcast biweekly. We'll reconvene and we'll find out who got the most correct. And the winner will not only get bragging rights, which is nice, but also a tangible prize as well. Um, I will not tell you what it is, but it is very, very, very valuable. So put your thinking caps on both of you <laughs> and predict the future, 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 future. Hmm. I want to say if this is your first time listening to our podcast, thank you very much. Make sure you uh, subscribe where we listen to podcasts hit the uh go to the uh review section and when you put your review give us a five star like as well so it gives us more uh gives us more people listening to the show really helps us out also if you really like our show we have a patreon it's only five dollars a month to get access to all our retro reviews and trust me at this point there is tons and tons and tons of content hours and hours of retro reviews of, that we all we done every month where we talk about an album that we grew up on and we let you guys know if it still holds up to this day. You guys can also make suggestions for what albums that you listened to as a kid or if you just want to torture us with something that was awful and we'll still review it. We'll still give you a shout out and we appreciate uh, all your love. So what, what? it's not a big deal, right? We'll, we'll give it back. You have the money. Stop being such an asshole. <laughs> I shouldn't have come <laughs> on so strong, right? I should, I'm sorry. I've been drinking way too much, but Miller like which is actually too, too gets, me, gets me pretty like amped up, man. But actually it's a uh, two sips. So I'm just trying to like, you know, entice the viewers and maybe they'll uh, be threatened enough to, get to do it. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh, we are trying a new uh, format out on the show, not uh, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash public perspectives, where you can see our faces, where we do our retro review, our, sorry, our regular album reviews. We do our um, rankings on there. We uh, did uh, uh, television show reviews. We did a longer movie review with Mitch. And speaking of movie reviews, now we have a new format called Mitch's Movie Minute, where Mitch will review a movie in just 60 seconds and last week he did the uh cocaine bear movie you know what mitch i figured we should give the listeners a little sample of that and maybe they'll have some suggestions on other movies that they want us to talk about or you oh, talk yeah. about in a minute so yeah let's give the, the, the fans a 60 second uh, a quick clip of mitch's review of cocaine bear
Okay, so Cocaine Bear, absolutely insane movie. Doesn't take itself too seriously. I really recommend seeing this with a group of friends. It's just like a new ideas. We're getting all, all these remakes and these Marvel movies we keep seeing. It's so good to actually have something that's like fresh into this like insane idea that just doesn't take itself seriously. And it's just like, turn your brain off. Just go see this with some friends. And I'm guaranteeing you are going to have it. All right. Time. So uh, yeah. as you can probably hear right now, uh, Mitch was pretty um, hyper doing that, that review. Yeah, he uh, prepared for that review right away with the, what I won't say what it was, but yeah. Some he flour, some nice yeah. flour that I put some cupcakes, you know, and had a, gr a great dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just go with that. So uh, yeah, we'll have more of those where Mitch will, write, will review a movie real quick and stuff like that. Let us know what you think of uh, that review. You can go on our YouTube page and watch that. And also other out, uh, movies. We'll be doing more of these probably every week. But Mitch is a big movie buff. So we'll give you a... Uh, he'll he'll, he'll <laughs> do his rapid fire review. Maybe not so much on the... Uh, on the uh, what do you call it? The narcotics. But, you know, hey, it, it helps. Until Cocaine Shark comes out or whatever. You know? <laughs> they build a whole cocaine yeah. franchise of animals. Yeah, it doesn't have to be cocaine, like because with heroin, uh, raccoon, they can do meth marijuana you know, uh, shark. Yeah, it'll, it'll all end with a big end game event, you know, and yeah. people will cry. Marijuana, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, so, um, this, before we get to uh, the Chris Rock thing, uh, let's talk about how our past few weeks are. Mitch, let's start with you. Um, you went somewhere that's really special this past Monday that one of our co-hosts, Lauren, who's not on the show today, but hopefully she'll be back on the next show. She does this trivia show every at different bars throughout the state of New Jersey. And you were able to attend one. Huh? Yes. Yes. Lauren happened to have trivia night happening at the main bar in the town I live in. And, uh, you know, I, I got a group of friends together, my girlfriend, and, you know, we went to do some Disney trivia. Um, really cool was when we got there. See, I didn't reserve the tickets until the morning of, which was right. really safe on my part. And then uh, we get there, and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't realize I had to, like, print out the tickets. And they were like, oh, well, your name, like, would be on this list either way. So, like, it's cool. Like, we'll see. And I was like, okay, I gave them my name. We weren't on the list. Oh, and I, was, no. I showed them the proof that I, I bought that. Well, I didn't buy anything. It's like reserving, you know, so you just go yeah. that right and you reserve the tickets. But, um, yeah, I showed them the proof that I reserved them. They're like, yeah, this happens sometimes when it's all booked up. But because Jarrell couldn't make it, they were able to find a table for four for us. So because okay. there were only four of us, we were able to do it. And, oh, uh, so you couldn't you couldn't pull clout with Lauren couldn't like vouch for you like hey like, no she was right there <laughs> talking to us too and I was like looking I was like come on you know, she just, uh, she's like so, sorry I don't know the capacity fire hazards and whatnot yeah she's but, like uh, uh, <laughs> got the railroad rope there right <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah you know our our team I'll say now we did not win um oh. our, our team name was well we had a lot of ideas so we ended up combining um all of them. So we were Little Miss Piggy's Electric Mayhem on Ice, exclamation point. And I said exclamation point, right? <laughs> yes, there has to be an exclamation point or else it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have uh, to say it too, right? <laughs> yeah, on ice. And uh, 
so we we didn't lose but we weren't first like i uh, there was a bunch of teams playing this was like a sold out thing everyone wanted to do disney trivia there was one team well actually there was i guess it was technically three teams that all had the same name like i don't what? know it, it was driving Bruh. me they were like why would you because like they were all at separate tables like they were probably all part of the same like group so they were all like uh it was like uh, crazy for Wayne or something stupid like that. And then uh, it was just like it was confusing every time they were trying to like look at the sheets to like see everyone's so, like, OK, there's three teams named crazy for Wayne. Uh, <laughs> and it was just <laughs> making it drag on. It was hella loud in there, too. So it was hard to hear the questions like I would rely on the people in the tables. And I to ask them what the hell they just said. But uh no, it was a great night. And Harry Potter trivia is happening in like the next month. So me and my friends are planning on rewatching all of the movies so we can uh, uh, be, you know, we, we know our shit, <laughs> come a little <laughs> more prepared. Yeah, only if they had plenty of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit questions, I would have, I was practicing on that because I think that's the best Disney movie ever. But uh, we, like, had big, we had a big, we had a big snowstorm here. Roger no, I would I would I would have been asked out, huh? But there was plenty of like re- Renaissance Disney, well, not Renaissance, the ones before that, like the uh, Golden Age Disney questions, those cartoons. You know, the, they they started off the first round, and I guess by the end of it, there was so m- much mumblings that I guess Lauren could hear of people being like, "What the fuck? This is like the hardest thing ever." It was like. What was like the last name of the main characters in Onward? And I'm like, I watched that like during quarantine in 2020. Mm. I've not watched. I liked it, but it's like I don't fucking know that. That's really hard, especially around. So I guess like enough people like were just kind of like, what the fuck? To a point where they were like, okay, we're just completely scrapping the first round because no one knew anything. I think (laughs) in two in two questions out of ten in that first round, me and my friends were like. For sure, that's the right answer. We were right on those. Everything else, if we didn't know the answer, we just write Remy from Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not multiple choice. You just have to know the answer. You just have wow. to know the answer. Yeah. And and she did the multiple choice for us when we did the uh, Christmas uh, after Christmas um, end of the year thing. So she was right that she makes questions a lot harder than she could have. I was like, I don't buy it, but <laughs> were yeah. you putting it? Challenge. There Shit, was so challenge that she had to completely scrub the first round and make it a little easier. Okay, man. All right, so Lauren, uh, next, if you're listening right now, Mitch had a good time. I'm sorry I couldn't make it because we had this snowstorm that started, and I was at, leaving my work at the time. It was snowing, and I'm like, oh, I fucking forgot about this. So I'm like, should I go? Should I go? I'm like, it's not bad. So I get home, and I'm looking at like, the weather saying it's going to get worse by the time I can get there in 45 minutes, and then I'm like, I'm not going to do it. So I bailed out. I told Mitch, and then sure enough, about, I, I say, if I made the choice to go, I would have probably been about uh, halfway there when it was really bad. Yeah, and I would have been, it'd been too late to turn around, you know? Yeah, you so made I'm, the right choice because it, was, it yeah. was crazy that night, just getting home, and I'm, like, down the street, you know? And you walked there. It was hard, right? <laughs> no, I didn't walk there, actually. As I had, uh, my friend who was coming, he, he doesn't live, like, that close by to me. And I also had my friend from Bloomfield, so mm. now I just copped a ride. Okay, cop the cop the five minute ride, huh? Or one minute ride, right? <laughs> we were all hanging at my place beforehand, anyway. So we got pizza and shit. So it all worked oh, out. Yeah. Food there. Place okay. sells food. Yeah, food. <laughs> yeah, I saw they had food on the uh, at the at this uh, place, um, but 
what Good. maybe we should, we should we should actually plug the plug the bar. You said there's a good place, right? What is the name of it? Yeah, it's a Cloverleaf Tavern in Caldwell, New Jersey. Cloverleaf. Yes. Okay. I remember that because from Roger Rabbit, you know, that was a place that bought the red car. Yeah. Turned out. Yeah. So the, the red car was actually a trolley in case you haven't seen the movie, guys. Who framed Roger Rabbit is connected to everything. Exactly. Yeah. And Tyler, how about you? How was your how was your weekend? It's been going good. I uh, I just got back today, actually, from Columbus Farmer's Market. And uh, I, all I'm going to say about it, I'm not going to say names or point fingers, but uh, I have now a new distributor for rare and out-of-print DVDs, mostly horror. <laughs> so your boys got the hookup for next month. Da, 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 da. That's the major nice. thing that's been happening. So I heard of this movie uh, that I'm like, we should add it to the list of uh people who aren't dead yet to do tributes to mm-hmm. and uh it's a movie called basket case have you seen them <laughs> i love basket case okay so apparently there's uh two of them i thought there was three okay yeah you're right three of them and um but the set the third one took longer to come out than the second one i remember uh but whoever that director is i'll have to look it up later i think we should uh pay respect to him and have you do that he's got a, a pretty Luke, uh, length, uh, not lengthy, but enough movies where it would be fun. Let us know out there if you think we should pay respects, early respects to the director of Basket Case because it's, uh, uh, it's puppet related, you know, because it's a puppet in the basket kind of. So I am hands down, I, I would want to do this because I'm looking it up. I've seen Brain Damage, I've seen Basket Case, I fucking love Frankenhooker. Oh my god, we got to do this. All right, so add it to the list. Maybe it might be our Halloween special for you guys out there. Yes. All right, so as for me, this weekend was pretty uh, fulfilled. Um, took the kids, did my domestic lifestyle thing with the with wife and kids. We took them to see Jurassic World live. Ooh. That's right. They have a, a tour happening throughout the, the country where they're bringing the dinosaurs to every single uh, stadium in the area. So we went out to the uh, Newark area, the Prudential Center to see where we also saw Monster tr- monster Truck thing and Disney on Ice. And this time we went to see this. And um, I got to say, uh, I was a little taken back about how they worked this story out where um, they were giving references to like other aspects of the movie or like um, characters and stuff like that, where someone will call someone like, hey, I need to get in touch with Claire. She used to run the, you know, the Jurassic World thing back then. It's a lot of exposition you're making on this phone call, dude. <laughs> you know, but it's just the way to, and then she's like, no, I do not have Clarence to do that. It's like, it's sometimes when people do that, like when they're one person talking on the phone thing, I really get kind of like um, anal about that. Cause it's like, why are you repeating everything I said? when it's obviously for the audience, but it's really hard where someone can do it, not do that where the person watching can understand what the other person said. I like when that could be pulled off. Anyway, um, I didn't know this, but like they're, it's, it's not that they're all mic'd and doing lines. It's all on a playback. So they're basically lip syncing this whole yeah. like thing. I, ne- I never knew that's how it went. Cause when we were saw Disney on ice, I mean, there's, singing the songs which and we were all the way in the in the high rises where you stand up and hit your head on the ceiling because we had the cheap seats 
But this time my wife was like, hey, I got some better seats. Only problem is we got to go at the later time. And we were like mad close. The seats were cushioned out there. I'm like, and she's like, I'm never going up there again. But then so we were, since we were a lot closer, I'm like, I don't see the mic. And the way they're all talking and they're just really like, you know, so expressive in what they're saying, which I was like, that must be hard, right? Like to have to choreograph all this this stuff, stuff going down. Did you know that that they did you guys know that they lip sync this whole thing? And these on these like kind of like what do they call them? Like plays or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I've I've never really even thought of it because I don't know. I see like I'll see actual musical theater and stuff. So I, I guess I don't really see the kids stuff. I remember going to Disney on ice when I was a little kid, but you know, I was a kid, so I didn't really think yeah. about that. But yeah, and the ki- there's so much shit going into it, so many like you know, the show kind of has to be perfect every time. You can't have people messing up. Yeah, maybe the way they're, because uh, there's a lot of action and there's a lot of, like, these fight scenes where everyone's, like, having this, like, scripted, like, fight. So it's like, I can't follow this because, like, there's, like, <laughs> like 20 people having, like, pr- uh, private fights at the same time and then spilling over to other, uh, other fights and then dinosaurs are coming out, stuff like that, and uh, explosions and high wire situation where pterodactyls are on string and i'm just like i'm being like the that that asshole like i can see the strings (laughs) like what is that the dinosaur you can see you can see like the 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 person's legs so like there'll be like uh yeah there'll be like um a like a velociraptor which by the way the costumes for the most part look pretty authentic um but like you know how like a velociraptor they have like kind of like chicken legs where it bends backwards so that means the person's is in there so you see like basically four legs you yeah. know and they're and they're walking around with it on and it's just like does no one see this <laughs> or like when like the big like dinosaurs would come out and it'd be like on like this conveyor wheel and like be rolled around and it's like why did you just get real dinosaurs man <laughs> but if there's one thing we learned from all those movies is cloning dinosaurs is a terrible idea so that's why it's like it takes like four movies where they're like you know you know what we we tried it once maybe we make them more dangerous and bigger that might work it's like no that didn't work either oh what if we do it again but this time we'll have them like have big freddy cougar nails and stuff like that that'd be awesome right let's hire bread them up and they can fly and shoot fire out of their mouths oh that didn't work either they're already eating all our children it's like so you know because chris pratt can tame them Right, with his hand, just like put your hand out, which they did do a callback of that in the movie. I mean, not movie in the uh, in the in the thing I saw where one of the kids was like that, and he's like, uh, "I, you know, I saw what's his name, Chris Pratt, do that, so this works." And he's like, "He really said Chris Pratt. I don't know his name in the movie, but uh, he's like, I don't think that works on Triceratops." He's like, "You know, I could do it, man. You know." So, uh, other than that. Um, it was okay. And the kids had a good time. So that's all that matters. But uh, Friday night, getting my comedy on, went to see the comedian Mark Norman. You guys heard of him? Mm-hmm. No, I have. Oh, yeah, Tyler or no? I, I heard it. I, I heard of him, yes. I, I think he was on a podcast years ago that I listened to. But yeah, my wife's bigger than Mark Norman. And uh, he, least some free tick uh not uh special thing this weekend at the stress factory in new brunswick so we went out there to check that show out and um i gotta say it was fun i, I don't like playing a clip right? i was gonna play a clip from him but just look up mark norman he's really a uh, deadpan and really uh 
quick with it with his uh comments at the end of the show he says what do you want me to talk about and some people shout out things and he can quickly think of like a, something funny to say about it and um his puns are really like dark at the same time so that's good the only thing i was i was concerned about is um halfway through the opener i was getting like tired and then oh. during his set i i ended up like just like kind of like well i was i'll just listen and close my eyes but hopefully since we didn't get front seats like my wife wanted to do they won't he won't call him out which by the way if we did get front seats i would have been like locked in and wait because i don't want to get called on and be oh look at the guy sleeping up look at that puppy mm -hmm. sleeping up button blah, blah, blah. so i was first worried like i think i'm getting old because if i'm falling asleep at a so the show started at 9 30 i guess this was probably like 10 30 i was getting sleepy kind of worried me on a Friday night, no less. But I realized uh, I thought it would be a good idea because there's a two drink minimum there. And I always end up going over two item minimum. I always end up going over, especially with the prices there. So I'm like, I'm going to pregame before I go. So I started, I just poured myself like in about four or five shots of uh, my favorite vodka, uh, my favorite whiskey, screwed, screwball whiskey. And then I did, I, I was like getting tired and I'm like, could that be it? Because then the next day, I was just sitting. I, I'm like, oh, there's only a little bit left, like a little half a shot left. So, like, I decided to just finish that. And I'm, like, on the couch, and I'm just dozing off. I'm like, this fucking one in the afternoon. Why am I falling asleep? It's just screwball whiskey. Or maybe I'm roofing myself. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to take advantage of my own self, and I keep forgetting I did it. <laughs> so, so. But I never had that problem before. So I'm like, all right, maybe I have to lay off the screwball whiskey because that was kind of embarrassing because after the whole show where Mark Norman and I, we go out and he's like um, signing autographs at this merch thing. And I just said, hey, I didn't really think of anything else to say because I'm like, I'm so, I feel like I just woke up. So I don't know what to say to you. But um, I just said, I did see him a fist bump and that was it. So tonight I'm bringing back the captain. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. And then what, what's wrong, Tyler? Am I bad with 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 rum? Is it as bad thing when rum and drill mix? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, hey guys! Uh, turns out that uh, rum you drank, yeah, it's not supposed to be consumed. It's supposed to be for cooking. No fucking wonder. <laughs> yeah. That well, a, I that didn't. Was a great twist. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not. I still haven't finished that yet. <laughs> still, still I there. Just, <laughs> You need a new liver and oh. new internal organs if you did. You have to look up a recipe to cook with it. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I have to cook with something, and still it probably wouldn't work out. Uh, and tonight yeah. at ten, local man uses rum to burn down his apartment. Use that eleven. No, it's like, but it's this is fine. You could drink this. I haven't had any bad situations with this that you've been a witness before, right, Tyler? As far as I can recall, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing Captain Morgan tonight. And um, as Mitch was talking about his story earlier, I poured myself a glass and then I realized, oh, I'm still fucking pouring. I should have stopped pouring. <laughs> like, damn it. So I'm like, well, I can't pour it back in the bottle. So I filled this fucking thing all the way up oh, with soda. God. <laughs> your Hopefully. Bed, you sleep in it. Yep. What's up? You made your bed, you got to sleep in it. Exactly. So I'm like, well, if I just chase the fuck out of it, maybe that might help. Or I should have got a straw, actually, but no, that's not going to work either. Because apparently straws make you drunker. So I'm going to have to be like, all right, I'm going to count to like maybe uh, 
you know, like 30, 300 and then take a sip. I have to pace myself. That way this show's not that bad, right? Um, all right. So um, how much time have we done so far? Is it break time? Should we add 15 minutes, 15 minutes to life? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. That, I thought it was 18 in life. If you were chronic quotes, our uh, our um, hometown boy Skid Row. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, let's 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 take an ad break. We'll be right back out of this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey guys, Jarrell here. You hear we're having a lot of fun here doing these podcasts. Why don't you get into some of the fun too? But I'm sure I know what you guys are asking. Well, Jarrell, what do I, would I put my podcast on? I'm assuming that's how your voices sound. But have you considered trying out Buzzsprout? If you have not, let me tell you, Buzzsprout is the easy-to-use podcasting hosting site for creating successful podcasts with amazing audio quality. They have tutorial videos, podcasting courses, and a great community as well as quick response from the customer support. Your episodes are instantly uploaded to some of the top podcasting directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and much, much more. Now, you're probably thinking this is just some like Adam just saying, but let me tell you from experience, we use Buzzsprout here on our podcast and not only do our shows come out quick and easy, and they are a great site, but they also have some great perks. For example, a few years ago, they had a uh, pod fest out in Orlando in 2019, and Buzzsprout was nice enough to give me free tickets to see the show, and I had an amazing time meeting all kinds of content creators where they're doing podcasts or YouTube themselves, and I was able to network and form great bonds with other people that I still carry these relationships on to this day. So I'm recommending you guys try that out. And just for you, if you sign up right now, you can get a free 90-day trial. No credit cards, no contracts, and you can cancel at any time. So why don't you sign up today at buzzsprout.com. Catch the buzz with Buzzsprout and watch your audience grow. Now back to the show. And we're back. Hey, everybody. We are going to uh, get right into our Chris Rock talk for his uh, Selective Outrage uh, Netflix special that aired on Netflix just last night, the time we recorded it. This was presented live. Uh, I decided to watch it to let you guys know what I thought of it. And uh, Mitch saw some clips of it. I will play some clips throughout this and we'll kind of conversation on it what we think of chris rock's return if we're happy about it what we thought about the uh the incident that happened because let's start out right now uh it's been what would you say like uh a year almost a year because this oscar season is upon us again so literally last year at this time something happened to chris rock and we were waiting on bated breath for him to finally discuss it. Lululemon and their pricey yoga pants. Fucking Lululemon. We don't support racism, sexism, discrimination, or hate. 
They sell hundred dollar yoga pants. Hundred dollar yoga pants. They hate somebody. <laughs> they hate the poor. Hundred dollar yoga pants. Oh no no no! Correction. They don't sell hundred dollar yoga pants. They sell hundred dollar non-racist yoga pants. I think I speak for the entire audience tonight when I say most people in this crowd would prefer a pair of $20 racist yoga pants. Yes, but of course I'm kidding. He did talk about that, but he did. We were all waiting for him to talk about the slap that happened with him and Will Smith a year ago. Actually, not him and Will Smith. One person hit the other. And I remember me and Mitch, we talked about this last year, right? Or sometime this year, how we felt about it. Tyler, I don't remember. Did we ever get your opinion of of the of what happened um i don't think so all i really remember were the just influx of memes and everyone taking their spin on it that i found Mm -hmm. absolutely hilarious so what is your thoughts on that whole thing what side are you on i mean listen it's it's a joke i mean he knows chris rock is a comedian like he shouldn't have got heated about it either. You can laugh at everyone. You can laugh at no one, but you shouldn't have hit him. I'm sorry. And then what was it? He got, he slapped Chris Rock, and then like less than 30 minutes later, he wins for King Richard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, just, oof, just oof. And then his punishment is he don't have to sit at boring Oscar shows anymore for the next like 10 years. But yeah, he can but... still he, he, he can still win one. So he gets off scot-free in a way. But um, the way this this show worked out that he did last night is the first half was a pre-whatever, uh, pre, uh, pre pre-preview or pre-tape or whatever in California where everyone was like at the comedy store with that famous like comedy show out there. They had, um, they had different people hosting this thing. Uh, they had... A lot of people, a lot of celebrities send their like regards to uh, Chris Rock. They were really hyping this up to be like the end of and all greatest comedy shows ever. And did you guys hear about this happening at all? Or was last last night I um, text you guys? Was that the first time you heard about this special even coming out? No, I had heard about this special, but I just, I don't know. I've been on Hulu a lot recently and not Netflix. So I, I, <laughs> I seen the previews when I opened up Netflix saying, like, you should watch Chris Rock's comedy special. So, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And it's, a, it's like, my issue is that they didn't promote enough because when they never said it was like a pre thing. So when I'm like, oh, let me turn on and set it up as 9 30 at night when we got home and it's already something else on. I'm like, and then it's a countdown. So when it starts, I'm like, well, I, they didn't even tell me about this. And then at the end of that, there was like a, the after after post show, I should say, the pre-show and the post show. So this is like a big, they're making a big deal out of this thing to see if it's actually that funny. And um, after watching that hour set he did and all the other previous Chris Rock specials, maybe if you guys let me know uh, before I give my two cents, is there any Chris Rock specials that you saw Tyler in the past that you liked or do you like him as a comedian? I mean, I think he's okay as a comedian. I personally have only seen clips and pieces here and there, but I've never seen a full stand-up of his. Oh, man. 
Tyler is the racist one after all. Wow. Fuck you, <laughs> That's anytime you don't see any hair rap song or anything like that, I'm just going to pull the race card. But no, wow. it's just, he's just not, he's just not your, your, uh, in favorite comedian to like jump over a dead body to see then, right? Yeah. He's, really. he's okay. I hear you. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? Any, uh, so I'm sorry, Mitch, any Chris Rock specials you particularly ever seen or like? Like, I've definitely watched some when I was in, like, high school, and I was just, like, starting to consume a lot of stand-up comedy, but, like, there's not really anything that comes to mind, but, yeah, yeah I've always thought Chris Rock was funny. I've never, I've never been a Chris Hawk hater, Chris Rock hater or anything. Yeah, well, what I saw about this special and what he normally does is uh, he made a lot of, uh, possible a lot of enemies <laughs> last night where he talked uh, specifically calling people out for the first, um, I guess, 50 minutes of his set. And um, when we got to the people he talked about, for example, he had some good lines about the Kardashians that was pretty funny, which I will not spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. So make sure you check it out when you can. He also had a thing to say about Meghan Markle, Markle, right? Meghan Markle and their whole... uh, wedding and stuff like that so let's get a clip of that like well, what's this girl uh, megan markle oh seemed like a nice lady just complaining i was like didn't she hit the light skin lottery <laughs> hit the fucking light skin lottery and still going on complaining acting all dumb like she don't know nothing going on oprah i didn't know I had no idea how racist they were. It's the royal family. <laughs> you didn't Google these motherfuckers? <laughs> what the fuck is she talking about? She didn't know. The fuck? It's the royal family. They're the original racists. They invented colonialism. They're the OGs of racism. Yeah. So um, I know South Park recently did an episode about them, which was hilarious. Check it out if you can. But um, let's just do that. I'll play a couple clips. Let's get get you guys' thoughts on the material. Uh, what do you think of that joke, uh, Mitch? That's hilarious. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real, it's like, yeah, they're the royal family. You think, yeah. you think the royal family in England? A place where, like, every country has an Independence Day from that place. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you really think? So, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I have a hard time, like, sympathizing with people that have, like, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) fun to make fun of them. Because it's, like, no matter how hard your life is, you still have so much more money than me. And you don't have to worry about that ever. So, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Tyler? Did you, what do you think about this? No, it was a good joke. It was a very good joke. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Is uh, I think we're, I didn't even know she was black, honestly, because she you barely can tell when they first, when I first heard of her, and then like she said, like he's gone from she's gone from being like a a, a model that opens briefcases for Howie Mandel to like living in this huge ass palace, and you know it's and then she's like whining and stuff, so it's. It's 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 sad because obviously she really went into it with with uh I I believe that she truly loved loves her husband and wanted the in-laws to get along, but 
your in-laws are just going to be assholes in some cases. It's just the way it is. Sometimes they're not even being racist. It's just they're your in-laws, you know? So uh, he talked about that. He kind of mentioned that Snoop Dogg has a, uh, is doing commercials, which is weird to him. But he's like, I'm not trying to piss off Snoop Dogg. Last thing I need is a, a rapper mad at me. He, he, had, he said that once, got a reaction from the crowd, and then went on to other stuff. Then he was talking about, uh, oh, Beyonce is uh, so beautiful that she could work at McDonald's and still be married to Jay-Z, right? <laughs> Damn. But, but, if Jay, but if Jay-Z worked at McDonald's, <laughs> not so likely. And then he said again, you know, I'm not taking shots at Jay-Z. Last thing I want is a rapper mad at <laughs> And then that's when he, and that was probably like about, 50 minutes into his set and then he's like all right let's talk about it so we let's let you guys know if you're there to hear him talk about the slapping it's not until the last 10 minutes of his special which um i'll let you know how i feel about that but first let's get to one of the lines i think i liked about that part of the show she hurt him way more than he hurt me okay okay by the way, he does that shit. Everybody in the world called him a bitch. I tried to call the motherfucker and give him my condolences. He ain't pick up for me. Everybody called that man a bitch. Fucking Charlemagne called him a bitch. And the Breakfast Club called him a bitch. And the View and the Talk and every rapper and, and fucking the Drink Champs called him a fucking bitch. Everybody called him a bitch. They called his wife a predator. Everybody called him a bitch. Everybody. Everybody. And who's he hit? Me. Yeah, yeah so then you got another, uh, as you can see from the time, that there's still another three-something minutes where he just goes off about that. But I thought it was kind of a... Not bold, but I thought it was a good idea for him not to address that till the end and to keep us waiting. That way, it's like kind of like the uh, the band that plays their hit song last at the show. Yeah, mm -hmm. I kind I, of uh, I I kind of respect that. No, I agree with that too. And I remember um, that reminds me of with Pete Davidson's uh, last stand-up special that's on Netflix. He waited until like the last ten minutes to start talking about his whole you know relationship with Ariana Grande and shit. Okay, so, I totally I forgot that, about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good tactic, I think. You know, it keeps yeah. people watching the whole time. It's not like, oh, we're gonna wait until he talks about Will Smith and then we're gonna turn it off. You know, right, right, right. And and he and and even with that part out of it, and this is getting into like the the post part of the show where they had David Spade, Dana Carvey, uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, uh, JB Smooth, Arsenio Hall. They were all on the on 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 the catch at the end after this was over. It kind of reminded me a lot of uh, if you guys have not yet, and I'm and I'm telling you this as a person that does not find Norm Macdonald that funny uh, with a stand-up. His last stand-up where he did it in one take. Did you guys hear about that? Him and the camera, and then at the end of that whole thing is uh, you know Conan O'Brien, um, David, Dave Chappelle, uh, Molly Shannon, and all the other comedians like just reacting to it because you know this is a bigger deal because Norm Macdonald passed away. But this is the kind of same thing that everyone's watching this for the first time, this um, Chris Rock thing, and then they're reacting to it. 
and I they said the same thing that with the, if they take if they took that part out with them talking about Will Smith, it still was a pretty good standup, you know, show to see. To see. So, um, what you saw other clips you said, Mitch, that I didn't play? No, that was that was the main one I saw. Oh, okay. It was a longer version of the clip you played. We saw about Will Smith. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so people are going to be mostly talking about that in their reviews, but I really think you should watch the whole thing and uh, you'll get some good laughs about other, he talks about abortion, he talked about the, the the right and the left and how they're all messed up, but he's done that before. Um, talk about $100 yoga pants, as you guys heard only, which uh, this place I never, I actually heard of Lululemon, have you guys? Yeah. Uh, Mitch is like, oh. I shop there all the time. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man's close. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got Lulu. Uh, you, you like your racist yoga pants instead, right? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> yeah, $20. <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> I don't blame you because I'm not paying $100 for yoga pants. I'd rather have the, the, the cheap shit that, you know, <laughs> hates black people. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> No, obviously I've I've broken my rule of having a sip of this every so often. But mm-hmm. I barely taste it. Another sip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, real. I I thought we could go more into it, but that's pretty much all we saw. Um, so I don't want to spoil it for everybody and tell you every single joke he said. But definitely check out Chris Rock's uh, selective outrage. Obviously, you could tell from the title. He is not only saying that Will Smith has selective outrage and when he got mad, but in general, we have a bit of a uh, issue where people are choosing when they want to be, want to cancel someone and when they're not based on how much they admire the person or company. But that's an endless cycle we're happening in this world, right? By the way, uh, any Marjorie Taylor Greene fans amongst the three of us? Who? Uh, in the slightest. Okay. Uh, before we get to this uh, this, rev- this review, I just want to ask this. What Do you know what she means by uh, the divorce of America, Mitch? It, how would that work? We're trying to, I haven't watched it, but I'm getting the idea. He's, she's saying that we should have the red states and the blue states like secede from each other and we can drop the whole United States and just be all the states for America, which I'm all for that because the the theory of dropping the united part but the shit i think she's talking about i don't understand her point sorry if we're getting political on this show i just i just want to know if mitch can explain it to me yeah i guess that's what she wants to do but like do you think that she's she even knows what she's talking about she's (laughs) she's like one of the dumbest people that's in the fucking congress it's 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 crazy like i don't know i i I, anything she says i don't really pay attention to it because it's like a toddler's ramblings. So it's I like, just, I don't want to eat, but it's like, I want chocolate for dinner. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's a child's request that is ridiculous and isn't going to happen. That's well, chocolate, chocolate for dinner is, is seems more plausible than how, how are we going to break the states apart? Like, are we going to like, all right, all right. From now on, there's a line down the middle starting from like from uh, like yeah. Detroit all the way down to Texas and it, everyone's gotta be on one side, you gotta be on the other it side. Simply it simply wouldn't happen. It's <laughs> it's it's like a, a a wet dream to these fucking people. That's just it's not gonna happen. It's just simply not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. So st- st- if we if you guys wanted to hear the 
political puppets podcast <laughs> let us know maybe we'll start that one day but i don't i don't think so i just i like talking fun shit and debating about stuff that is not that important like these albums we're going to discuss so let's get into this right now we'll start off with the gorilla ah oh, did it again gorillas Ooh, gorillas it's gotta be fun as soon as i get to my notes you all the one that i run to Gorillas on Cracker Island. Well, Gorillas Cracker Island is the name of the album. Eighth studio album. This is their multi-platinum uh, virtual band, if you haven't heard about that. So if you guys have been listening to our previous shows over the years, you know that I enjoy Gorillas albums. The last album, Song Machine, made my top 10, 2020. Their Humans album made my top 10, 2017. And when that they released the uh, title track, which has this uh, disco funk vibe, features a uh, Thundercat, who I also love. This was the lead single for this album when they released that a few months ago. I was so on board; it made my top ten, made one of my anticipated albums of 2023. So, uh, this to recap, I think that I had five albums that are coming out this year at the time when we did that podcast in January. And I think uh, we have one more to go when Metallica comes out in April. But yeah, so we have this album and another album we're going to review today that I was excited to finally hear. Uh, this is only 10 tracks on this album. So this might be the shortest Girls album ever. But on the plus side, that kind of decreases the possibility of filler tracks. Mitch, thoughts on uh, Gorillaz? I love Gorillaz. Um, They're all my favorite bands when I was a kid and I was like discovering music that wasn't the Beatles I guess um <laughs> so like you know there, there's always a special place in my heart for gorillas my, all my friends like them too I actually completely missed song machine like I straight up still haven't even listened to that but I really liked the now now um mm. especially way better than humans because that that came out when I was in college and me and my friends, like, we all were obsessed with all the singles that were coming out for humans. We're all fire. Like, there's that one with Ben Staples, who I love. Like, a lot of the world's fire. on the fire. Put the ass where it's now. Yeah, the yeah, world's yeah. with the ass. Drop the ass for a crash, right? Yeah, exactly. That's but it. Yeah. The, the album as a whole wasn't as good as just like the singles were. So it was just like kind of a miss. Um, but then the now, now I liked a lot. That shit went hard. Um, but yeah, Cracker Island. I was very excited to listen to it. All right. So uh, let's not even cut. Let's uh, just get first. Actually, no, wait. How should we do this? Tyler, I mean, sorry. Tyler, do you mind one second? I'll get to you real yep. quick. I just yep. I just want to know, Mitch, your kind of overall opinion of this album. I really like it. I um, The first time I put it on... I was pretty stoned and uh, I was waiting for my friend to like pick me up. So I was just like, I was playing Fortnite and I was just like blasting it in my room. And I was like, wow, this is such a fucking vibe right now. Like, I'm, like, on so goddamn good. Like, yeah. it's just that like catchy, like, I love his voice so much. Like, it's just like, it's just like when I, when I hear his voice, I'm just like immediately like, yeah, this shit goes hard. Um, mm. Yeah, overall, I, I really fucking loved this album. Like, I, I definitely liked it better than Humans, which was just, like, such a letdown for me at the time. Um, mm. And I think I liked it better than the Now Now as well, even though I really did like that album. Okay, so we got one thumbs up for 
from Mitch, but don't worry, we'll get into more songs in a second. But first, we want to hear Tyler, like your thoughts on this album compared to the previous one, because you were on the Songs Machines review we did in 2020. Yeah, it was my first ever episode that was on the show officially. Yeah. Yeah. So um, compare this album to that one. How do you feel? I kind of liked Song Machine a little bit better. <laughs> okay. Why I'm already is throwing that? some shade. I'm already throwing some shade. No, nah, you're you're just like you're throwing snowballs or shade. Like make the ice ball, hurl that Mitch, man. What is your <laughs> come on? Just I want to <laughs> see a brawl. <laughs> I will say though, in my in my final thoughts, I actually did have the have the line, uh, something like this, Mitch would probably be really into. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yes. that predictable. Yeah, we're we're getting predictable now, guys. Learning. People are gonna know what we like. Um, okay, so you just I, I all right, so maybe Tyler's gonna be a little so so with this album. And uh for me, um this album is so disappointing, dude. And I feel like I'm not going to like let this go, Mitch and and Tyler, where it's just like we just walk away like agree to disagree shit. I'm going to actually die on this hill and you're going to do the same thing. We're going to like have a brawl, a verbal uh, match about why the fuck are you shitting on the albums I like and putting the albums like above that you do like. So let's get into this. Um, This is standard synth pop, dude. Like, uh, We've heard them before, and there's very few uh, highlights of this album. Like, we talked about Cracker Island, the first song, which, and I think we both agree. Tyler, let me know if you agree with us, but that opening track is great. It's Infectious B, it's, it's really got this Daft Punk vibe to it. Uh, Thundercats falsetto backing vocals on this song. They use him well, and it's, and Thundercat at the same time as a musician is, is quirky, and everything mis- matches together so well on this track. Do you at least like Cracker Island this song, Tyler? Oh, yeah. No, it is like when I think of Gorillas, like Cracker Island is definitely one of the songs that like define the, the band in, in a sense. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So then we get to the next song, uh, which is called Oil, and it's got Stevie Nicks on there. And I'm like, all right, this song is more mellow, but it's got this airy synth vibe. Stevie uh, Nicks, she sounds great harmonizing with the, the singer. His name is 2D. And I do admit now she is a little underused, like another artist we're going to get to later on this album. But do you think that maybe they didn't need a lot out of her? I hate to say that because she's really I'm learning every time we do a show how great of an artist she is. But do you think she was underused, Mitch, or do you think it was just enough of her? No, for me, I thought it was perfect. Um, yeah, I don't really consider myself like a Fleetwood Mac or like Stevie Nicks fan like I appreciate her and I, you know I like some songs but definitely not a huge fan of some other people I've met but I, I thought it was perfect what she contributed to it I was like damn like she really what she, what she did add it was enough like it, it was yeah. a solid track I, I was like very interested and I saw that Stevie Nicks was featured on here to see how that would work and I think mm-hmm. that they they knocked it out of the park in my opinion yeah She's not overused either, which is good. So maybe yeah. she could have sung a song by herself, like a verse by herself. But more I listen to it, it's like, well, the only reason I'm thinking that because someone else put it in my head. And it's like, no, nah, it's fine. It's good. Um, so I guess same thing, Tyler. You, we, oil is good. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> this is where we're deviating, huh? <laughs> now yep. it's just OK. <laughs> OK. Uh, but you're not mad about it. You're just like, it doesn't hit me the same way as uh, the first song. And no. I think we all agree on the same way. 
So uh, this album has like all these guest artists that, in case you guys didn't know, that's what the gorillas tend to do. Uh, they got Tame Apala. They got uh, Beck on there, who they worked with before on the previous album we talked about. Uh, they even got a collaboration with Siri on this song, The Tired Influencer. She's dropping her her ad libs like, you know, here's where I what I found. I didn't get that. Could you try again? And it's like this is where the album started to get kind of like bland in a bit. But I still want that series solo album. <laughs> so that was the best thing that came out of that song. Like I didn't know she even did music. <laughs> so all, shit. I, all I can think of in my mind is a series solo album having a cover of Dear Mama. <laughs> I- <laughs> No, I want original songs from her. I don't want her to do any covers. I just want her to. And then in between those parts, drop the thing. Normally says, you know, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that, please? And then the next verse comes in. But no guest artists, just all Siri, 10 tracks. Let's get get on that producer. You know, it's like fucking DJ Khaled, always pulling in like these big, big, big artists. Siri's out there. Get him on a, get her on a track. What it? that whatever series is um okay new gold is a oh shit i wanted to uh do a comparison with you guys um okay sorry about that i just remembered thing i wanted to tell you guys all right so new gold all right i'm already set up cool has uh this really like nice groove it's like disco funk beat it's more up-tempoed uh, it's featuring this artist named um, Booty <laughs> Booty Brown. He's from the far side. And um, I thought his part was was pretty good. He, and I'm figuring maybe you guys agree with me. But uh, I just found it interesting how he doesn't sound the way I remember him. Like, do you guys remember that song that uh, the far side did called Passing Me By? Well, Jesus. All right. Um, My biggest question: so, How can a comic book have a rap career? Far no, side. For, no, <laughs> it's, spe- it's spelled with a P. It's spelled with a PH, man. It's spelled. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's not Gary Larson's, like you know, fucking like album. Yeah, I was about to say, what do cow instruments have to do with this? <laughs> oh my yeah. god, I love cow instruments. Yes. <laughs> So this is a uh, booty, booty brown on the the song New Gold. Move to the spot, I'm one of a few. A whole lot of everything, but nothing to do. To the inner Tesla partner, ex wrestler, he dates Francesca. They understand. All right, so you get an idea of his voice there. Um, but then when you go to his verse on the other song I'm talking about which is called the passing me by. I can't believe, I think it's one of those songs where if I play it, you'll be like, oh yeah, I heard this song before. Yeah. 1991, I think. What happened to your voice, dude? But I think in a way it's like that was the 90s and you could rap that way. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it's okay, I guess. Um, yeah, so, but other than that, I thought, I think, I think it sounds good. This is actually when the album started getting better for me because at least now is like a little bit of a effort happening in the songs. 
Um, what do you, Mitch, what do you think of New Gold? And maybe you might want to counterattack me on the previous two songs before that, I guess. Um, no, I mean, New, New Gold, I thought it was, you know, what you said, fucking groovy. I was just vibing to it. You know, I saw Tame Impala. Like, I'm not like the hugest Tame Impala fan. I have like one of my best friends is like super into them. So I'm familiar. Uh, yeah. Know, I thought brought to it. I was like, this is, you know, groovy, like Team Impala kind of is. And, uh, you know, Booty Brown in there was cool. Like, I wasn't like familiar with them, but I liked what he brought to it. And yeah. I liked what he just showed us. So I'll probably listen to that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so you haven't heard Passing Me By before? No, no, I you never know, heard. You know what? Maybe when the chorus hits, maybe you might. But, uh, but if you didn't recognize it when it opened, then I'm guessing more likely you did, you haven't heard it. Um, Tyler, yeah, what's up? What did you think of Bad Bunny on that song, Tormenta? Um, didn't really register with me. I know why. I think because oh. you hate Spanish music. No, <laughs> because you. I do not. <laughs> well, it's because it's a reggaeton song. It's really underwhelming Latin music uh, that that they're doing, and this doesn't sound like it. Sound like a Bad Bunny song, right? It doesn't sound like a gorilla song. So it's like. I think when it comes to gorillas, when it comes to gorillas, like um, the the art, the guest artist should adapt to them, not the other way around. Yeah, you know, so, and that's not the case with this song. You could put this on for someone and be like, and they're like, and tell them like, this is the new Bad Bunny song, and they won't, they won't be like, this sounds different, or are you sure? They'll think you're right. Yeah, it just sounds I don't like, like gorillas. That. Gorillas produced Bad Bunny song as opposed no. to. It yeah, sounds like a Bad Bunny song. Nothing produced, but nothing gorillas at all should be in that sentence. Right? Tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. I can still get a little twang of, I, but like, I would have to know that gorillas were associated with. Exactly. So, you have to know. If, if I, if, you know, once someone's like, oh, yeah, gorillas are associated, I was like, oh, I, I guess I could hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like that song or? It definitely wasn't like, one of the standouts on here for me i i do like think i i I like bad bunny like i think he's cool um i know he's like really popular right now so it's cool that he was on a gorilla's album that they could collab but yeah definitely like way more of a bad bunny song than a gorilla song all right i might be winning this debate guys uh and you'll notice that mitch mentioned the now now but I didn't mention it in one of my top 10 albums when it came out in 2018 because that album feels like a 2D solo album was more of a gorilla album. Would you agree with that? That might be why I liked it a lot. It's because okay, <laughs> he's like ever since I was a kid and I was listening to gorillas. Like I've always just been like a huge like 2D fan. I wanted to be him for Halloween when I was a kid. I'll probably still do that. <laughs> okay, well, that's what it is. I they don't. I want a group. I don't want to just hear him like just monotone singing over like Daft Punk s music. Because I can hear that all the time. I won't like. Why don't hear something different? And I remember people saying like, "There's elements of this album. Well, there's elements of the album that is sounds like Demon Days, which people say is that fans say is their best album. I love Demon um, Days. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what happened to the classic songwriting from the from Gorillas that they're known for? Like, do you guys remember? And I feel like all three of us can agree on this. When you first heard Clint Eastwood, and when you first heard Feel Good Inc., you thought to yourselves. This is the catchiest, most unique artistic song I've heard in my life. Exactly. I was obsessed. Where, I mean, yeah. Where is those gorillas? 
Like all I'm asking for is consistent masterpieces every time. I don't think that's the last thing for a lot. I want every album that they put out to be a masterpiece and they are not living up to that with this album. <laughs> Tyler, you agree with me on that, right? It's not a, it's not a, it's not a challenge. Just make a groundbreaking album every time. That's, that's asking a <laughs> little bit. How so? They've proven I mean, they could do it, right? Yeah, but I mean, catching fire in the pan and lightning in a bottle twice is just a little difficult. Though I will, I will uh, say, uh, fuck. I did like humans. I do like the now now. However, I definitely think those are better than this. And Song Machine as well, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so yeah. rebuttal, Mitch. Am I asking for a lot? Or are you more of a, a gorilla's apologist? Like what are we what are we saying here? I don't know. Like I you know, I've I've been listening like since Demon Days, I guess. You know, it's been kind of all over the place. Like, you know, I like Demon Days. D size is awesome, of course. Plastic Beach is straight up one of their best albums. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm liking, you know, after like Plastic Beach, I feel like now we're, that's like, okay, this is like new age sort of gorillas. Things are going to be a little different. And I think I might have accepted that. And Cracker Island, I think, is just like the best version, in my opinion, of new gorillas. Just because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I, I was just vibing the whole damn time. I, I loved what all of them brought. It was just like, it was just a good experience listening to this for me. So, and, and I, I yeah. feel like I could say that above. Oh, I still have to listen to Song Machines. So that's just like not even in the, in the conversation for me. But um, I, I definitely like it better than the Now Now too, even though I'm a huge like 2D guy. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It's, it's, it's better, but I feel like there's a combination between that album and maybe elements of Demon Day that they're trying to put on here. And I feel like what I guess I want is them to really push their envelope for the minute they put out to be like this is what the two songs i mentioned i have never heard anything like that since like never heard anything like that before and i haven't heard anything like that after and it seems like they won't do that anymore and uh i mean the song skinny ape you know is kind of close to something creative and different where it's really sunny uh psychedelic pop vibe when it starts off and then the breakdown is really jazzy and fast like punky i'm skinny a skinny ape 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 skinny 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 ape ape it's like okay that's cool and then the last song which uh going back to the thing i said before the artist that was probably going to use we have beck on possession island and it's the decent piano lace uh, song really sergeant pepper-esque beatles kind of in a way uh but it's a nice ballad. I think you get like, why is Beck here if he's not going to do as much as he did on Song Machine when he was a featured artist on that one? Um, so that song kind of let me down. Uh, didn't we didn't talk about this other song that's been growing on me a lot? Uh, what is it called? Silent. Silent Running. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Tyler, what do you think of that one? Oh, I love. That's probably one of the few that I actually really enjoyed off this album. Like. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like eighty synth, not too. Not too dramatic or mellow, but something like if you take the vocals out, you could probably hear in the end credits of like Blade Runner. What was it? 2048? 2049? Yeah. 49, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Year off. Ah, so close. 
Yeah. You failed. Oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think with that song, it's first not bad. And and I think it's growing on I me. Mean, I think it's a pretty decent uh, chilled out song, which is not too chill or like where it's the point with like they're not trying. But it's, it's I think it's a good song. I saw the songs I think I want to talk about. So Tyler, you got the for anything you want to speak of? Nah, we covered all of them that I want to talk about. All right. Well, I'm going to give you Mitch more time to say things since it seems like you might like this the mess. So I'll go first. Uh, I think they this group should not do short albums because they don't have the time to be as creative to engage the listeners as opposed to what they did on here, making a subpar album with a song that started off okay, but dwindle into forgettable background noise after a while. Uh, the time is needed to push both them and the guest musicians to their maximum creativeness. There is no time for monkeying around, boys. Your gorillas act accordingly. So I'm giving this album a very low download list. I didn't don't know what I would have rated uh, the now now, but I think this is a little bit better if a gun's in my head. Um, which I at points there was almost that almost happened listening to some of these songs. Oh, burn G gorillas. What do you think, Tyler? <laughs> um, I'm gonna before I say my thing, uh, I just want Mitch to cover his ears. Um <sighs> so after almost two and a half years, we're back with the gorillas, and this time around it had like the hopes were a little higher, and it was super lackluster for me. I'm I'm sorry. Like like I went again when I think of gorillas, I think of like their more poppy kind of songs. So like Cracker Island, great song. New Gold, oh instant classic. Some of the other stuff, like there was one on here that got that gave me like this weird dream pop kind of sound. I can't remember which mm-hmm. one. Um, and like I, I'm not. I think Jarrell said it best. Like that that retro synth, they're slowly becoming like generic of that, and that's not gorillas. That's and unfortunately, like more than half the album is like that, which is a damn shame, in my opinion. Um, I can appreciate the features and the sound design put into this later latest release, but it didn't really. I don't really think it's worth the time. I'm I'm sorry. I'm giving it a skip. This. Ooh, he uh, hated it more than I like. Wow. There, there were three good songs in this album. I, That's a fair review. If you three out of ten is not a good sign. You know. It's not a passing grade, no. Right, right. What do you think, uh, Mitch? Final know, thoughts, maybe, I should say. Maybe I'm just not like as critical of, of gorillas <laughs> as you guys are, but maybe really you're stoned. That's what it is. We I, we should have got I, high for it. Yeah, sure, right. Yeah, probably. You probably should have. I mean, that was the first listen for me, but you know, I it was just such a vibe, and you know, one of the tracks we didn't mention was my favorite was uh, "Baby Queen." um mm. which i guess could be easily skipped over for some reason like during that one i was like damn like this is like so fucking good like this is such a vibe like i was like texting my friend who i know loves gorillas i was like yo if you haven't listened to a new album baby queen <laughs> so good like check this song out and she liked it too so i don't know i i'm gonna give it a high download this <laughs> so we agree kind of like what the fuck go higher to me yeah i I don't know because like it's like (laughs) you know maybe you guys have convinced me it's not it's because it's not i don't own any gorillas on vinyl but it's like Mm. if i were to buy gorillas i'm gonna be buying the older stuff as opposed to 
Yeah. This new- but out of the the like I said, like I feel like after Plastic Beach was kind of this like newer age of of gorillas where it's, things are a little different. Uh, Cracker Island would be the one that I would want to buy on vinyl. So, mm. so new age gorillas, yeah, I'll say buy this. But gorillas as a whole, it's a high download this. All right, we well, kind of won that battle, Tyler. We it was two against one. We won, but she jumped ship on me. <laughs> Didn't like it as much as I did. I, I'm like kind of the way it's like, as long as I'm not ang- uh, like bored or like upset, I won't go, I will say it's worth like just kind of hearing, but this is barely like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you have to go out. If it's playing, like, you know, just give, like, just check it out. You don't have to leave the room, you know, so. Um, I listened to the three bonus tracks on this album, uh, sorry, the deluxe edition of this album, called uh, Captain Chicken, which featured Della Funky Homo Sapien, uh, Controller, which featured uh, MC Ben Laden, and uh, Crocodilia, Crocodilas, Crocodilas, oh, it's Crocodilas, okay. Uh, That features a Shrugoy from uh, De La Soul, and that might possibly be his final recording since you know he passed away a couple of weeks ago. And my basic overall thoughts of those three songs is they have the quirky hip hop gorillas sound because when they do that quirky gorillas stuff, like uh, Mitch mentioned, um, the Humans album, and that has De La Soul on there with the Moment song, and that shit is that shit fucking bumps. I don't know why what's wrong with you on that song, but uh, you know. Um, but other than that, like those three songs, they don't feel like fully fleshed out tracks either because they're really either kind of repetitive or um, really short. So it's like you can tell why they're on the, the deluxe edition as opposed to the actual album. Um, so you didn't listen to those songs? I thought you really liked Gorillaz. You would listen to the deluxe edition too. But. No, I never. I just never checked out the deluxe edition. Yeah, what's interesting with Spotify, they released this album the day it came out with the 10 tracks. And then, like, when I went to re-listen to it again um, to get my thoughts, it was both versions were on there. So they must put it there later. Um, all right, so that's one British band that we all didn't agree with. So we're out two out of three say that it's kind of worth hearing. Uh, let's go to another British band called Shane. Their album is called Food for Worms. And this the third album. They are a South London post-punk band. And I never actually heard their prior albums until they put out that second album called Drunk Tank Pink. But when we reviewed it, if you remember that, Tyler, back in 2021, I immediately was down with their raw working class late 70s sound. And the album made my top 10 of that year. And it's great to discover fresh new creative bands at an age I'm at. Um, so your first time hearing Shane before Mitch? Uh, yeah, actually, I've, I've heard the name a bunch of times before, but I guess I just never checked them out, but this is the first time I've listened to them. Okay. So this is going to be an interesting review because I really like hearing like new bands at my age. Cause you know, you get older, you get stuck in this whole, like I'm on listening to music from when I was a teen and that's it. And then you just constantly listen to classic rock, rock radio and you realize that they're playing or no, you listen to a classic rock station and then they play a song from when you were in high school and you're like, oh my God, I'm old. And you start freaking out and then you just eventually accept it and then you just live your life, you know, wearing 
you know, cargo shorts and wait until Saturday to go do some shopping at Home Depot and stuff like that. Other people have done that. Not me, of course. Um, but it's kind of frustrating at the same time when you like a band, their next album doesn't live up to the expectations. And I'm not saying this album is terrible. I just thought it was kind of dull. So uh, what do you think, Tyler? Uh, this is your same as me, your second time hearing this band. Yeah. How do you feel about this album? I had to quickly, as you were talking, like look up my notes real quick. So their second album, I gave it a buy this. Um, And apparently there was a lot more like experimental elements to their second album, which here I can, I don't want to call it experimental. It's more like, I don't know, like their metronome or whatever the fuck musicians use was just a slightly offbeat here and there. But yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it again, coming back okay. to them. All right. Um, so we might have a, it was an opinion, which is, which is a shame because it's weird when, you know, the person that should like it doesn't. And then the person that was kind of like so, so about it, it's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. This is actually your band. Why are you complaining? But uh, Mitch, what do you think? Your first time hearing um, this band. How do you, how do you like this album? It's kind of dull. You like think it's good. What do you think? No, I genuinely thought it was a really good album. Um, you know, like going in blind, not knowing anything about these guys. Um, you know, the opening track, I was fucking hooked. I, as yeah. soon as I turned it on, I was like, "All right, this this one is not going to be like painful to review. Like this this <laughs> this shit already sounds pretty good, so I'm excited." And I, I yeah. really was not let down throughout the whole time. Like I had a lot of fun listening to this one. Yeah. Okay. So let's break down the songs and. Maybe we'll fight a, we'll have a more of a, a debate on this one as well. Uh, the opening track we actually listened to on our previous podcast to one of my uh, albums that I'm looking forward to was called uh, it's called uh, Fingers of Steel. And uh, it's got this kind of like 90s-esque Britpop sound, which matches their mod revival sound. I looked up that word mod revival is what uh, people are doing in the, in the British scene. And this wasn't really a surprise that they're doing this kind of music and they have elements of that on the last record. I thought the song just kind of displays the mood and tempo of the entire album itself. So you guys kind of agree. This is like this sound of this first song is kind of like gives you for the most idea what you're going to hear for the whole album. And the next song called six pack is kind of more aggressive than that first song where the buzzy guitars has got kind of this garage rock feel um some of these frantic like psychedelic bass tabs going in and i thought it was a really good transition to like the blues rock breakdown in the bridge if you remember that part of the song yeah yeah and they do that kind of indie punk thing again on this song called uh, the fall of paul and there's like this whole controlled chaos and instrumentation and even like his uh, singer his name is uh, charlie steen his distorted vocal effects on there i thought was pretty pretty good too but i could have used more of that sound on this album yeah i, uh, I follow paul really did stand out for me because um to me it sounded like uh you know that band the garden i talk about we reviewed mm -hmm. uh, puzzle mm -hmm. who's one half of the garden um it's just that kind of like little like bits of like little chaos discording kind of thing but it's still like yeah and like there's also some elements of it that were almost like a little harder like uh show me the body this is like hardcore band like the yeah. vocal kind of sounded like very very similar during that track but 
definitely i would have loved to have uh more of that kind of vibe i was like living for that and uh that's in that track yeah that's probably what i'm like i want more of this and i'm not getting it so i was that's my disappointed aspect of the album where it's just like things were like not bad but it's just not great to me uh so maybe that's the way i should approach it and uh i might have mentioned this on the last time we reviewed this uh this band tyler but uh they're really influenced by this post-punk pioneer band called Gang of Four, which, uh, by the way, pick up the album Entertainment if you haven't already. Definitely need to own Entertainment by Gang of Four. But uh, this album has a song called Alibis, which is very Gang of Four-esque. It's really mid-tempo groove that builds this kind of intense hook. Jack says he needs me. You know, I question that, I question that. Like that whole, like, you know... Um, cockney accent jack wants to fuck me i question that i question that you know it's brief it's quirky and it's the point it's to the point where i actually like it a lot um actually ask you uh tyler uh what do you think of alibis gang of forest i if we talked about gang of four in the last time we talked about it almost two years ago then i don't remember and i have right, never... next 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 album they put out I'll repeat this, and right at that point, you better have picked up entertainment by this band because I don't want to uh-huh. keep saying it every time. <laughs> sure, um, Alibi. I definitely start to see more of the, like that chaotic nature that you were talking about that really shows up in the Fall of Paul, like mm-hmm. halfway through that. Just I don't even know. Yeah, just chaos. That that chaotic like riffs and sound right in the middle of the song. It's all right. It definitely like in passing, you're like the fuck is going on and it's oh cool music again like, and that's not a bad thing though but I, like i'm i was into it i was into it yeah yeah it's a good song um and speaking of like the lyrics i was talking about i think they're really surface level um because like the song adderall pretty self-explanatory what that song's about yeah uh the opening track is um about like having this annoying friend who always complains about their problems but you're still always there for them but at the same time i thought the lyrics that that charlie does they're kind of poetic in a way and abstract at the same time there is a song on this album called burning by design which i want to uh quote actually what he says in the uh, post chorus of that song where he says uh what does that mean see when he walks on the moon does he see a great big circle of blue what does that girl see when she looks in her spoon does she see me or does she see you don't know what that means but it's like huh it's poetic and at the same time the song has got a jury and this is where i'm gonna ask you mitch i hear shoegaze influences in this man kind of vibes especially in that song so what do you think of them tackling that genre you love so much on yeah, no, I, I thought that shit was really dope. And, you know, along with that, I was also hearing some kind of like 2000s emos, like acoustic emo kind of stuff in there that I was really living for, especially with the last track. That was like the main note I had for it. It just sounds like good old emo music. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I kind of like that. I could like, there was a lot of tracks where I could be like, oh, like in this track, they sound like this band. In this track, they sound like this yeah. band. Like, that was happening a lot. But it was like... You- consistently one band with every track it was like they were all kind of all over the place but i liked it because it was also yeah. that I, 
I've recognized. Did you get pup influences in there? Because I heard this song called Yankee. And I'm like, because when they're doing like that, like kind of like slower indie punk thing, but at the same time, they have that gang vocals that pup does. Um, yeah, I hear them in there. I guess you hear that too, right? For sure. Um, and I want to say this right now, everybody. This is why I always encourage people to not let your first listen influence your thoughts. Because the more I listen to this album, the more I appreciated it. So I tricked you guys. You guys thought I was going to shit on this, but I'm like, no, this album is where, obviously they're trying to broaden their sound. I'm picking up things happening. There's a song called or Orchard, where it's open with this like really acoustic driven like vibe. It's a really blissful alternative rock song. And his voice is kind of like reminds me a bit of Morrissey. Yeah, I doing, said the yeah. same thing. I wrote the exact same thing down. I got big Smiths vibes on this. Yeah, really calm monotone vocals that, you know, Morrissey does with the Smiths and all. And what's kind of funny is when I saw the, this album's 10 tracks, but then when you get to tracks 9 and 10, it's like, oh, this is like two songs that's over 10 minutes. Why is it so long? <laughs> and that kind of like turned me off at first. But when you really get into those little two songs called Different People, Different Person, and All the People, it's really got great elements in there like the funk uh, funky bass lines and the somber guitar rhythm the melodic to like semi post hardcore breakdown that they have in uh i think the song different person has that part where it gets kind of like heavier and even the last song which which mitch was saying is kind of emo-esque but it's really just it's just calming you know and then you just gotta pick up something you like about it i'm just kind of like I hate that when you do that, like when, have you ever had that happen where you, you hear a song and you like it, but you realize you heard it before and you didn't like it the first time, but you're like, this is the same song. Why does it sound different to me now? Why am I liking it? And it was the same song the first time. You yeah, know, I, I have, I have such a good example of that. When um, Crazy by Gnarls Barkley was like the thing that was playing on the radio all the time when I was a kid, I hated yeah. it. Then for some reason, one day something snapped and I was like obsessed with Norris Barkley for like a song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell snapped in my brain, but it just be like that sometimes. It's so weird because you're like, is it like I said, is it the same song? Is it, how did I not like this? And now I do. Mm -hmm. And then it's so I, I really encourage people like because it, it's all about your mood at the time. You got to like say like if you listen to an album three or four times, which is what we do on this show, you're not going to be in the same mood or something like that the first time as opposed to the fourth so yeah. i really liked how this album kind of turned me around and tyler i guess the same thing you any songs you want to talk about that you particularly liked a lot uh i really liked yankee like we already talked about like it's got this midwest kind of like indie vibe that i really i really sink my teeth into adderall yeah surface level lyrics and uh i can relate to some parts of that song but uh thinking about you and that one came yeah <laughs> um or, or is it orchid or orchard orchid, orchard yeah uh, orchid okay orchid yeah really how it's spelled Flower. whatever um song was good and the ending and uh, end of itself was just fucking awesome <laughs> so yeah I, I had a i had a fun time revisiting them all right, so uh, let's do this then. Um, Mitch, since this is your first time hearing this band, why don't you go first with your final thoughts and reading? 
Um, I really loved it. Uh, you know, I heard the band name and I was like, I can assume this is probably going to be something I like. And if it's, <laughs> you have so much shame with yourself, right? I, don't know, I was going to be like annoyed if it sucked and they had such a cool band name, you know, um, I'd be like, damn, I should have just taken that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I wasn't disappointed. I genuinely had a great time listening to this multiple times. I really can appreciate every single track on it because I can find something in every track that I'm like, oh shit, like this seems influenced by this, or I can like get a glimpse of this other artist in here. And it was, uh, I just had an all around fun time with it. And honestly, I wrote down the next time that I'm in a record store and if I see this, I'm gonna buy it. So gonna hit it with a buy it. Nice. All right, it's kind of cool. Like you got me interested in that uh, fireworks band. And yeah. now I pulled you under a band. So look at that. That's the great thing about what, what we do. We all introduce each other to different art, artists, not just to you guys out there, but to ourselves as well. And from my opinion is, uh, I don't think this is like Shane's version of Radiohead's OK Computer or even the Benz, but uh, it does show a bit of mature growth sonically. And I would definitely prefer more of an upbeat post-punk record, but those elements are there. You can hear what they heard in the last last album is on here so they don't completely abandon it it's not like afi or something like that uh if this is their traditional record at least uh i didn't say it right record how do you say it in britain record you don't say record is record yeah it's a traditional record at least it's prepared i'm prepared for the next one right right Mark? <laughs> so i'm gonna give this album a, a high a high download this i don't know why i just switched from like you know british to like you know asian there but there you go. High download this. It's uh went from being kind of lower to like working this way up. So maybe more and more listens. I might go higher than that, but we'll see when the year wraps. What do you think, Tyler, of this uh, shame album? I'm just going to keep it short and brief. Like the album but, itself. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it's just, it's great. They're again, they're all over the place. That's great. Their sound isn't exactly experimental. It's more chaotic, which I actually kind of enjoy at times. It feels like at times slipping into madness just to be yanked right back out. It's like a great yo-yo trick. Um, the lyrics leave a bit more to be desired to have more of a lasting impact. But you know what? God damn it, I had a fun time. I, I'm i giving it a buy this. It was a fun time. I re-listened re to it the most out of the three albums, I think. All right, so... That's two albums down. Um, I'm fucking up, as I as you can see. This is barely left. Oh, so. sweet God. <laughs> I dumped it out, everybody. That's what happened. Uh-huh. Into your mouth. <laughs> into like my throat. <laughs> yeah, folks, you guys, you guys can't tell, but uh, I put way too much rum into my, uh, my cocktail, and I had to drink it, like you said. So there's no other choice. What else can I do? How do you feel, buddy? I feel thirsty, so I'm going to drink some water. <laughs> Probably a good and, idea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Get this man hydrated. I, I feel like uh, I, I don't know why I jumped right to that when I still didn't finish my can of Miller Lite, which uh, it's only 96 calories. It's uh, great for a party. Every time I go to a party, I'm like, where's Miller Lite? Where's Miller Lite? Thank God they have it. We crack over Miller Lite and we drink responsibly. Mm. Which we all do in New Jersey, which is where the next band is we're talking about is from. 
That wraps up our reviews for the night. We're going to be talking about a local band, Screaming Females, Desire Pathway. Have you two ever heard of Screaming Females? I have, actually. Um, I I know people that are fans of them. I've, I've heard some songs here and there, but I've never like sat down and listened to an album. Tyler, you disappoint us. You're from Jersey. How you not know every single band from, from the tri-state area? <laughs> listen, listen. It may look small on a on like a big map of the nation however the state is fucking massive sometimes okay <laughs> tyler's very far from us yeah there could be bands in tyler's hometown he doesn't even know right is that what you're saying yeah i think my Down cousin the is technically dating a guy who has an album on spotify but <laughs> is his name bon jovi or something like that? i have to get the name again yeah right my, my cousin's just dating bruce springsteen <laughs> yeah. yeah so this band is from new brunswick that's the the college mecca of new jersey and this is, don't worry, Tyler, this is only their A studio album, so I can Not understand only. how you never heard of them. <laughs> uh, this is their, this has been five years after their last record called All At Once. And when I saw these, this group open for the Bouncing Souls in 2015, I was, I really enjoyed their, their kind of raw indie rock sound that meshed with like a bit of punk rock. Uh, the biggest draw is a singer guitarist, uh, Marissa. She has commanding vocals, which are kind of akin to female singers like Ann Wilson, Stevie Nicks, or Natalie Merchant. You, you ever heard of Natalie Merchant and 10,000 Maniacs? Just to let you know, uh, they don't live up to the name. <laughs> when you see, so you go to the show, similar when, you, when I went to see the Bare Naked Ladies. 10,000 Maniacs is not like <laughs> 10,000 crazy people on stage. It's, it's her and uh, Natalie Merchant used to sing for that band, indie rock band, uh, alternative rock. That was what they called it back in the early 90s. And uh, she left to do a solo album. So anyway, um, I think what, what Marissa does, uh, she re- really like shows off her singing chops and everything like that. I didn't write a whole lot on this album because, again, this is only 10 tracks. I feel like, Mitch, we should just sit back and just let Tyler gush about how much he loved this album. Why? <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, for it. For it. Let's just let Tyler take this one. Am I getting the? Am I fully getting the reins here? Just, just, just telling me if I was right about predicting. Like, yeah, Tyler would love this album. Tyler like, would like this music. I gotta get in close. I gotta get in close. I fucking love this album. <laughs> there it is. If you guys ever seen the movie, uh, what's it called? Uh, with the mug dropping at the end, the uh, usual suspects. People yes. are dropping their mug, mugs right now in shock. Holy shit, Tyler likes streaming females. I'm kind of Soze. I can't believe he liked this. Oh, <laughs> no, this is up your alley, dude. We knew it. We knew yeah, it. Yeah, I'm predictable. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you liked it. Like when the first song starts, let's say. I'm living in a brass bell, bell. It's too loud. It's too loud. Were you like, oh my God? You know, <laughs> <Were> you... <laughs> tell me how much you like that opening song. I like or when the I song. sing it. <laughs> I like that song. It has like this late 80s, early 90s kind of like rock vibe going in. I love it. However, the first, what, 10, 15 seconds of that song, it yeah. sounds like. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to read word for word from my notes. The intro to the song makes my eyes feel weird while simultaneously making me think of the video game Faith the Unholy Trinity. 
which has very similar scout soundscape to it. Yeah, it's like, this, it's, it's like this Pac-Man. 8-bit thing, basically. It's basically a video game like intro, right? Like 8-bit video game sound. Yeah, if yeah. you decide to rip out the RAM card right at the boot up <laughs> screen, sure. Nerd. Okay. Fuck you. Well, you get the idea. It was like a video game thing. We all agree it was there. And I get more of a classic rock vibe from that first song. Um, and they get this really crunchy late 70s garage rock guitar riffs in the bass tabs. What do you think of her voice, uh, Mitch? Uh, Mitch, you actually heard her music before, right? Or their music, right? Yeah, like, I can't, like, tell you what I've listened to, but, like, the name was definitely familiar, and I'm like, okay, like, I, I know, like, I have this friend, like, he, I used to, like, see his band play all the time, and, like, I know he loves Screaming Females. So I, I and, you know, they were, like, a grunge band. So I was like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't, like, fully sure what I was getting with this. And um, yeah, Brass Bell started off. I was like, oh, is like, this isn't like an electronic act, like, no way. And then, like, you know, the video game music stops. And then uh, <laughs> we're, and we're into this like classic rock feel. And uh, I know you guys might be into that. I'm not like too into that classic rock sort of sounding vibe. Um, so I don't know, Brass Bell, like, it really didn't do much for me at all. Um, but they're too loud, I, too loud. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I knew you were going to say that, too. I knew that. But... <laughs> you wrote it down? You wrote it down. Jarrell's going to say it's too loud and actually sing the part. <laughs> Pause for a second. Jarrell will say this. <laughs> it's all written in the script. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, uh, I don't know. I just wasn't, I wasn't too into the vocals. I thought the instrumental sounded cool enough, but it just... I don't know. The first track, I was like, eh, not sure if this is one for me. All right. Well, maybe it goes on from there. And I've really been really vibing with this song, Let You Go, because it's really mellow, uh, grungy rock thing that you mentioned earlier. It's, the tempo was a lot slower and drearier in the vocals, where if I could explain how the black turns to blue... You know that part. Uh, now that this stage is empty, and I am too. I'm like, this is cryptic and beautiful at the same time. I don't know. I never really knew what screaming females' lyrics are about, but I just assume they're poetic love songs. You know. Um, what do you think at that point, Mitch? Were you on board by track three at least? I mean, I think like consistently through this album, I'm more just like, okay, yeah instrumentals music sounds like cool as shit but like i don't know what it is about like her voice or or, you know in general it's just i i was having like a really hard time being like this is something i i'm going to want to listen to you know like something like i'm this is the one out of the three we reviewed this week where i had a harder time being like all right i have to listen to this one again you know (laughs) because i i just really it's it's just not my my vibe you know it's it's not really Mm. my thing Okay, so the the artist I, I compared her to, like, you know, one you didn't hear before, and you said you're not a big Fleetwood Mac fan, and maybe uh, Ann Wilson from Heart, you're not really listening to Heart music, so maybe that's the whole thing, it's just what she's drawing from doesn't pull you in, so I yeah, remember it before, but we one. talked about that before, where it's like, you could like a, the way a song sounds, but a, a vocalist could kill it all for you, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of what's happening to me throughout this album in general <laughs> yeah how about you uh tyler let's let's go uh let you go where they slow things down but did you like that 
when were they doing that? I'm sorry, I blanked for a second. Um, let me go. Let, let sorry, let you go. Sorry, let you oh, go. Oh, it's. I don't. I wouldn't say it's well. Okay, yes, they do it. Slow it down a little, but it's. In my mind, I'm getting like I'm gonna. I'm. It's gonna be wrong, but like I get this feeling like listening to Alice in Chains for the first time, like that weird sense of dread. But then you start getting into it. And it's like, oh, this shit fucking slaps. Yeah. Like, and like, let let you go. Aside from like the lyrical content, it just. It almost sounds like metal light, mm-hmm. especially with like that breakdown towards the end. Like, mm, just it, it's hitting every bullet point for Tyler. What's actually weird to me, too, what Mitch said is like, even with the next song, Beyond the Void, it's just like, mm. how are you just not even like just drawn into her, her singing? Because when they take that away or when there's a song we'll talk about later where it's just her and her guitar by herself, it's just when it, she... I don't know why her voice doesn't sound like just beautiful to you. And just the way that that song Beyond the Void carries, I really love that thing. And uh, I think one of the things I was kind of like not too crazy about with this album, which I which I think we're not going to agree with uh, Mitch, but because you like the, the music. But, but for me, I was kind of like the re- thing I loved about the 2015 album, which was called Rose Mountain, was it's more of a blend of punk rock into their sound, and I don't feel like they're doing it a lot in here. But then when you go back to this song called uh, Desert Train, that one is more up-tempoed indie punk that I like. And it's, and it's the term that you guys are using, it slaps, that one does for me. Hmm. Uh, and also, on the uh, so I like that song, and also at the same time with this album and Rose Mountain having common is 10 tracks, no filler. Whereas a uh, 2018 album had a bit more songs, so I thought it was kind of too much for it. They did a single for this album, which is called uh, "Morning Dove." So let's let's kind of get into that song. Maybe if that if you guys think that was a good choice for making it the lead single, where she says, "I can't lie because now my love for you is too strong to hide." So this is where I can pick up what songs are about when she does like that romantic lyrics. And that song has more of a lighthearted 90s-esque uh, indie rock vibe that you would hear from indie rock music back then or alternative music in the 90s, co- uh, college rock music. Um, so let's go with you first, Tyler. Uh, bang from Bang, Morning Dove. You like that one? Any thoughts on that one? It's it's solid. And uh, I could see it like being the background music to like the opening of like a 90s, like, I don't know, like a Lindsay Lohan, like slice of life movie, like as she's getting ready to start her day. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm fucking I can, wrong. I, I, I can't tell you because I don't watch Lindsay Lohan movies. No, I can, I, I can confirm that it does sound like that. And that might be why this is, if I had to pick a favorite song of this album, I think it would probably be this one because really? it seems a little like nostalgic and it's like a little more poppy sounding and for some reason that just like for me just worked better with her voice and this was one that i i actually like had a fun time with hmm. more fun than desert train yeah i don't know why i just uh, desert train was was a miss for me but morning dove was one that like uh, yeah i would i would put that one on if i if i had to after selling off this hmm. album no what do you guys think of the, the bass player in this band? Like, I thought his grooves were really solid. Like, on the song, it's all said and done and let me into your heart. 
there's many more, but his like rhythm is like killing on this album as well. So it's not all just Marissa and like just guitar riffs. It's everything is like like meshing well, and he's really standing out as well as as her voice. Um, yeah, go on. Uh, what do you think of uh, the bass? Yeah, no, I thought the bass tone was great. Um, like I said, the the main standout for this album for me was the instrumentations and. That goes for everyone, you know, including it's not just guitar with that. So basis like for real stood out, which I feel like a lot of bands have a hard time doing, but it seems like they're they're good at highlighting their basis. Yeah. All right. Uh let's go back to Tyler and let him take the reins of this again. We were I'm sorry, I promise you we're gonna give you a chance to gush. So gush. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like, yeah, God, where do I even fucking start? It's just, it's this not eerie. I, no, I guess eerie would work better than haunting. Like this eerie, like slight edge Im- of imitation that she kind of brings with her vocals. And her two like bandmates that make this en- entire experience like great, just keep up. With, well, I don't want to say keep up with her because that sounds negative, but like every song, I fucking love I've listened to it's Jarrell I hate that you're right about me sometimes I really <laughs> fucking do it's like we've been doing this together for so long I know what you'll like and not like. Uh, <laughs> we do like, like uh... was... go ahead sorry. I'm sorry it was so good like on my fourth re-listen I-, <laughs> I recommended it to my girlfriend who is into like punk and like early 2000s like alt music and I'm like you're gonna have to you're gonna want to listen to these guys that they're they're so good. And she's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, do it. And she comes back like an hour later. And she's like, this is good. I want more of this. <laughs> I'm like, well, you got seven, right? more album, seven more albums to choose from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's one of the rare times on the show that like I listen to an album. I love the entire thing. And I'm going to go 100% going to go back to their discography and just have a ball we should let the oh man i was gonna go last but we're gonna let we're gonna let the audience be in suspense here we're gonna let we're gonna let tyler go last with the rating which we think we all know what he's gonna say mm-hmm. we, it's gonna, it might happen uh but let's start with the the the, the, the debbie downer mitch your final thoughts on rating <laughs> yeah uh i don't know what else can i say i mean it, it's clear this album really didn't do much for me um like i said it had a lot of that um kind of classic rock sound and that's just not what i'm really into unless i'm seeking out classic rock and that's not what i'm usually doing can you believe classic rock is 90s music now i don't know i I can't believe it damn but you know i like 90s rock even more than this you know i'm I'm, okay it's it's strange with this band it was like i went into it really wanting to like it but for some reason it's just like really not for me I'm going to give this like a skip this, but this might end up being something I listen to more. I would like to try to, um, and that review might change. But for right now, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and skip it. Not my thing. Okay, well, sorry to hear that you're so wrong. So foolish, because this album is fucking tight. It's really enjoyable. All the way to that last song called Titan. And it's always great to hear like talented local bands that deserve more notoriety than they already have. Uh, Tyler hasn't heard of them, so that means they're not popular enough. So I'm giving this album, uh, it's, hmm, it's not, it's, I guess it's on par with the last one, but I think it's a little bit better 
because it's a little bit shorter. And uh, I think at this, I think it takes a little bit to grow on you to be think it's better, but I think it's a solid album from them. They are always consistent. So definitely buy this album. It is great to add to their seven other albums. Tyler, Unleash. Oh, let me just crack my fingers. Oh, I actually did. Damn. All right. Um, <laughs> this was my first time with them and I love them. While I wasn't really sure about their sound or tone at first, I really came around to really get a kick out of them. Um, it blows my mind that it's it's only three people or three bandmates in this. And it just this, the quality of the sound, the sound itself, just like chef's gifts, like Mwah! love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say there are sometimes I have to listen a little bit closer to hear uh, the front woman's voice or what she's trying to say in her vocals. It's not too bad, but it's if I'm not fully paying attention, I'm like, the fuck is she saying? Is she mumbling? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> um, this is slight, however, and, and only a few songs like it occurs on, but god damn it, take your hard earned money. Take it to your record shop. Fucking buy this album. It is fantastic. Oh, shit. We, I don't know about you, Mitch, but I thought he was going to like it more. Yeah, right? I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be more hype. You sure you want to go with that rating? Finally, we're going to we're gonna put it in. You, you, you like it more uh, than that? Fine, I'm editing it now. Yeah, fuck it. Praise this. You know what? <laughs> We know you like it. Don't hold back. <laughs> I think my girlfriend would Don't threaten me as much as she likes it that uh, I didn't give it a praise this. All right. Eighth album in. Praise this. In the first album that Mitchell, uh, Tyler heard, I love that the fact that this uh, this particular show, I've, I've turned you both on to different artists. And you all return the favor to me. Tyler, I'm still waiting for you. But yes, we always, uh, we always get people to... to our co-host and everything that we turn on different music. Wait, 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 and I, I thought you liked Baby No Money. Hold up, back up. That was not on my top ten. And you oh. know <laughs> Next I, time. I thought it, I thought it was uh, I thought it was okay, pretty much more okay than, than I thought it was going to be. And oh. I had a good time listening to it, but I would not recommend it to everybody. Yeah. You liked that album more than I thought you were going to. <laughs> I recall, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, so that ends our review for the show. And before we get out of here, I I mentioned at the beginning of the show we're going to talk Oscar talk because next week is the Oscars. So we're going to have a little bit of fun today and have a um, Tyler and Mitch give their prediction on eight categories. And next week, whoever gets the most correct will win bragging rights and a tangible prize as well. And... Um, Tyler, before we start this, um, how familiar are you with the uh, movies that came out in 2022? I'm pulling up a list right now because there are some on there that I probably have forgotten. Well, that means not as much familiar. You're not following the Oscars that much. No, not really. I could tell you this right now. We'll probably get less uh, 
physical assault this year. Mm-hmm. So everyone's going to be tuning in for that. We might get more jokes about the uh, the slap, which will be corny and done to death by that point. They already are. But um, we're going to see how it goes. So, all right, we got eight categories here. Uh, you guys are going to take turns picking first, so it's fair to both of you. And uh, let's start off first with the best actor category. And our choices are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees movie, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye, Nye for Living. So let's let Tyler go first because he probably hasn't heard of none of these movies. Who do you think is going to win Best Actor? First off, I have heard of these movies. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say now I'm narrowing it down between Brandon Fraser or the guy from Elvis. But I feel like Elvis was definitely a little bit more mainstay because I don't remember hearing about the whale. So the guy who played Elvis. All right, Austin. Austin. Butler. So you can't pick that one, Mitch. So you have uh, four other choices left. That, so what do you that, that makes it a lot easier for me because it was really between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. So I'm going to, of course, I, I'm going to go Brendan Fraser for the whale because he was spectacular in that shit. And, he and you, you saw both movies, right? Yes. Okay, so you're you're not only picking that because you only had that choice, but you agree that no, he should win Best Actor. Out of that list, like it, it definitely was tied between Austin and um, Brendan for me because he Austin really fucking committed for Elvis. Like he really put in the work for that shit, and um, I really won't be surprised if he wins that at all. Yeah. But I think the next best for that would definitely be Brendan Fraser. Now, the the only reason I didn't pick Brandon Frazier is because, like, besides that one DC superhero show, he hasn't really been in, like, many mainstay films lately, has he? He hasn't hasn't done anything in many years. This is his, like, um, you know, movie reintroduction, basically. Um, They they brought him in, and he, he really fucking killed it, like... The Whale, it was a truly devastating film, but, like, I, I couldn't recommend it enough. Like, that is... Like, I, it really deserves to win multiple things. Oscar and I... <laughs> Tyler, is still hold, Tyler is still holding Georgia Jungle against her. No, no. I'm just, like, it's a fire movie. It's still, it's a great movie. <laughs> I still feel that maybe there's uh, some bad blood in Hollywood towards him, and that's what I feel like. That, that was, like, my main thing, because, like, yes, he did a few interviews, like, last year, and people really remembered oh wow he's what? such a sweetheart yeah but, but he did blast the past so it's kind of like i don't know yeah. about this guy <laughs> all right <laughs> let's go to the you can't have a best actor without a, a best supporting actor so the best supporting actors choices are brendan gleason for the banshees movie uh brian tyree henry for causeway causeway no causeway sorry uh, Judd Hurst for the Fablemans, Barry uh, Keoghan for the Banshee movie. Did I say it wrong? Keoghan? Barry Keegan. Keegan. Oh, Barry Keegan. And uh, let's just say short round from uh, Indiana Jones for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, put some respect <laughs> on Kihoi Kwan's name. 
He's Ki also Hoi. he's he's also data. I can't forget about data. Ki Hoi Kwan. That's yes. how you say his middle name or his first name? Ki yeah. Hoi. All right. So you get to go first. And uh Mitch, who do you pick for best supporting actor? Ki Hoi. Ki Hoi Kwan killed it and everything everywhere all at once. He made me cry. He was awesome. It's gotta go to Ki Hoi. All right, so that goes to you, Tyler. Who are you going to pick out of the other three? Uh, three? I'm still shocked. Oh, four, that sorry, four. It took me this long to realize that Data and uh, Short Round were the same kid actors. What the yeah. fuck? Are you fucking I serious? I never put that together. They look Damn, the fucking bro. same. It's the two same year. Oh, just because he's Asian? Fucking now who's the race? Oh, I, I, walked, I, I totally walked into that. He got <laughs> yep. He totally got <laughs> oh, no. me. Yeah, you got to watch out guy. our generation. We'll fucking get you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Cancel. Um, damn, damn, damn. I don't know. The, the guy who sounds like the pussy exor- exercise from the Banshees movie, Keegan. Uh Oh, the Barry guy. Okay. Yeah, Barry yeah, Keegan. But one of the two from Banshees was also going to be my, my second choice. Yeah. How was that, by the way? I don't know who the Banshees right. are. We're not talking about. We're not talking about. We totally disagree. No, no, no. We're not going to tell him what we think because we're totally opposite on that movie. We can't tell him what to do. I think you should watch it. Hey, he went to me and him both went to film school. I think you would really like that. I think you would appreciate Banshees. All right, all right, all right. Put it on my list. It's on HBO. Ah, fuck! I don't have that. Yeah, me neither. I have to rely on my friends whenever I go yep. over. I'm like, Can we watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you do it. You do it legally. You go over to their house. You don't like ask for passwords. So no, I think the last thing I illegally was <laughs> trying to help you. <laughs> He's like, nope, I do it legally. Terrell's I, 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 just trying to pull you out of the hole and you just dropped yourself yeah. back in that bitch. <laughs> 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 All right. Now, time for the ladies. Best mm. actress. We got Kate Blanchett for Tar, which I'm probably going to watch this week. Um, Anna de Arms for uh, Blonde. Angie Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yo Yao for uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, I think it's your turn, Tyler. Go first. I want to say Kate Blanche. Kate Blanche. Okay, that's a good pick. Even though I haven't seen it, I heard that she's gonna. Is she in the uh, movie with Brad Pitt where he was like de de aging in reverse? Benjamin Button. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think okay. sure. she was good in that. Uh, what do you yeah. think, Mitch? Who's going to win uh, Best Dude, Actress? I, Tyler keeps making it easier because he's picking one of the two that are hard for me and then making it easy because I, I just <laughs> it So I'm going with um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Michelle, yeah. I see a pattern with you, but okay. Uh, what uh, was her name again? I, I, like Kate Blanchett was that was Tar was she was spectacular like you, you really had um she was very convincing in the role as she was as, as well as say as I know you're gonna watch I don't want to spoil anything uh where did I fucking what am I on best actress right yes I totally lost where I was there we is I'm using my phone everybody out here I'm sorry because uh, I could just go on my computer but I want to get mileage on my phone before I upgrade to the iPhone 12. Um, now let's go, ladies supporting, best supporting actress. We got Angela Bassett for Black Panther, 
Hong Chu. Did I say that right? Because uh, uh, Mitch. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, for the whale. Uh, Carrie Condon for the Banshees movie. Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once. And Stephanie uh, Sue. Do you yeah. say the H? Sue? Okay. Yeah. From uh, everywhere, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. And I think it's your turn, Mitch, to pick first. Okay. Uh, damn. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm I'm gonna continue going with my everything everywhere all at once answers, but um, not. You Jamie have two Lee. now to choose from. No, no, not Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Stephanie Shu. Wow, I thought she was good in that movie. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. She was. She was. But I think that Stephanie Shu is way more deserving of it than Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, she was the daughter, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was you're, an awesome you're right. Role. You're she right. Killed it. She killed it. You're right. You're right. Uh, what do you think, Tyler? I'm. I'm gonna say Jamie Lee Curtis. She's. She. She's a renowned actress. I feel like she. And I remember seeing trailers with her, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I haven't seen her in a thing since Halloween. Like fucking. Yo, she was great and everything in her all once. You haven't seen that one either, Tyler. That's the one about the um the guy who's gay who is dealing with his uh partner dying right yes no, that's what's about <laughs> not at all <laughs> fuck am i whale. thinking of that's the whale that's the whale yeah the <laughs> fuck how am i getting these this shit crossed look at it we're blowing his mind tonight <laughs> oh, i'm not even drinking I'm either interested in what you think the fey woman's is about <laughs> oh. i Oh man, I'm just making a dumbass out of myself. <laughs> it's all right. It's all in there. It's not the first time either. Yeah. Let's go to best animation. We like the cartoons. We like the, like the doodles. And our choices are uh, what's it called? The uh, Pinocchio, the uh, Guillermo del Toro version. Toro version. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got. The Marcel the shell, shell with shoes on. Puss in Boots Last Wish, which I just saw this week. The Sea Beast, which I also saw. That's also on Netflix. And Turning Red. Uh, I think it's uh, your turn, Tyler. What do you think is the best animation movie? I remember a lot of people saying good things about Turning Red. Well, but... I I think me and Mitch are going to be on the same wavelength here, but I feel like Puss in Boots definitely got it because it's one of the few like target audience kid movies that had like a more mature kind of like theme to it. Exactly. That hasn't been done in a hot minute and like with mainstay success. Yeah. All right. So I think maybe Tyler uh, picked yours, Mitch, but what are you going to pick instead? I mean, I'm Tyler, willing to parlay here, Tyler man. Did, I'm willing to parlay. Tyler did pick mine. Um, I, I I, am going to be so shocked if Puss in Boots doesn't win because... Oh, there'll be that, riots. That shit was spectacular. You know, I, I didn't see it when it first came out. I did end up seeing it in theaters, but all of the hype I was seeing on Twitter, like, I had to avoid spoilers because people mm. were so into it on TikTok and Twitter that it was just, like, hard to avoid. So you know, I want to tell you guys right now, I really think you should avoid that because there's a, 
a character that's revealed at the end and it's like I knew that but I think the reason why I knew that is because my son is constantly watching YouTube clips and there's a, a scene where the person says who they are and I think that's why I knew about the, this character mm -hmm. and I was just like maybe that would have been better if I didn't know that because I'm trying to figure out why I knew who the person was but I think that's the reason why because yeah. it seemed like it's, it seemed like it's so <laughs> obvious. It seemed like it's so obvious when you rewatch it. But it's like, would I have not known that if if I didn't get told this? But um, so you're going with um something different. Then what are you gonna pick? Uh, you know, I've I've heard great things about Pinocchio, so I think I'm gonna go with that. I almost watched it a few weeks ago, but then me and all my friends were like, "Oh, we're too tired to watch a movie right now." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I'm really wishing that I did, so I could have more, no um, more knowledge with this answer. But yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Pinocchio. But I'm, I'm definitely sure that Puss in Boots is gonna win. Yeah. All I know about that new Pinocchio movie is that it came out on the anniversary of Frankenstein, like the book. That's oh, all really? I remember. Yeah, because Guillermo uh, tweet tweeted something out like that. He would. Mm. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Uh, what are we on next? Let's go with the best. They don't do soundtracks anymore, so we're going with the best really? original song. That's what they have. Man. Um, okay, so these choices are applause by um, from a movie Tell It Like a Woman by uh, Diane Warren. Got the song Hold My Hand by Lady Gaga from the Top Gun soundtrack. Got Lift Me Up by uh, Thames on the Black Panther soundtrack. We got uh, to from the RRR movie, which is a three hour crazy ass movie that no one really has seen. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I watched I watched it too. Um, and I think it's it's really, you really gotta like have a, a, a people over and watch it. We drinking beer and a lot of fun. And finally, we got uh, This Is A Life. From uh, Ryan Lota, David Byrne from uh, Talking Heads, and Mitski. Tyler, you know uh, Mitch, you know who that is from the yeah. Everywhere, Everything, yeah. Everywhere, All at Once soundtrack. Uh, I think it is Mitch's turn to pick first. So, I'm already forgetting. Uh, <laughs> 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 fucking um, <coughs> what was the? <coughs> you know, I want to say because. People really did love that Top Top Gun movie, yeah. and Lady Gaga is fucking huge. So I think I'm gonna go with that. Even though like none of those songs I can really like hear when I picture it in my head. Even the Everything or Everywhere All at Once one, it's just like hard to picture. I'm gonna go with Lady Gaga with Top Gun. Okay, and uh, Tyler, do you want to pick a less racist answer? <laughs> Hey, America's racist in general. You know, this is true. Pop, this is true. So I'm, 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 I'm just seeing what. Uh, there's some. There's a. There's a. There's a more white guilt answer that you could have picked. But go ahead. Um. Can I choose La La Land? Is it too late? <laughs> um. Fuck it. No, I don't know, man. Five years um, too late on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Mitch actually took my answer this time around. Um. Because uh, I, I know people gave that new Top Gun movie a lot of hype, and I know anything surrounding it would have probably gotten good praise too. So, fuck it, I'll pick the everything all at once. Oh, we didn't go with Black Panther. Okay, I, I, I mean, was also thinking I'm, about. Uh, 
I was thinking about that. that like, it's not as good as the first one. No, no. The first soundtrack was fucking perfect. You couldn't touch that shit. Mm-hmm. But this one yeah. All right, we're down the home stretch, guys. You can't have movies without directors. So let's go with the best director nominations. Always hard. And we got Martin McDougan for the Banshees movie. Uh, I just say the Banshees movie because I don't know what the, what, how to say that last part. Esherin. Esherin. Okay, uh, Daniel Kwan and uh, Daniel... The Daniels directed that. They actor directed a um, uh, Foster People soundtrack uh, video that I absolutely love. Uh, if you haven't seen the video that they did for Houdini, check that that fucking video out. It's so good. Uh, for but they did they directed everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, Steven Spielberg for The Fableman, uh, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben uh, Oslund for Triangle of Sadness. And Tyler, who do you think is going to win uh, Best so, Director? I want to give an explanation for my answer because I already kind of picked. Um, I think that everything or everything all at once is going to sweep with like the, the acting stuff. Like from which, from what I'm hearing Mitch say, it's going to sweep. It's probably going to be a sweep for them. But I think they're going to focus more on the actors than the behind the scenes stuff for that. Mm. So that's why I'm going to pick Tar. Okay. Um, who directed that? Todd? Okay. Yeah, Todd. What's your sorry, Todd. And what do you think, uh, Mitch? This one is really, really hard for me. Um, I think Tyler had a really good answer there, but that wasn't one that was stolen from me. For me, it's between like the Daniels and Spielberg. I really, really did love the Fablemans. Would I say it's one of Spielberg's greatest works? Not necessarily, even though I did love it. I don't know. Is the Academy going to suck his dick enough? Give him <laughs> it. That's the thing. You know, he's like a mainstay, and then the Daniels are kind of these new guys. Man. They didn't want to be hip at the same the time. I'm, I'm ripping the bandit off. I'm going with the Daniels. All right. The Daniels. It will they sweep sweep everything all at once at the same time. All right, guys, we're down to it. The most important one of all, which we'll they'll save for, for the end of the night. That's why I saved it for the end of the podcast. Best picture. Mm. Our choices are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of the Water, The Banshees of Ish, Ishtern. Nishtern. Yeah. Uh, Elvis. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Failman, Tar, Top Gun, which is similar to Avatar. I don't get why they're in this category. Uh, Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking, which I don't know if I want to see that or hear it. Ah. That was That's my, it. Uh, we checked off the racism and the sexism box, <laughs> box today. We're yeah. fucking going, boys. Do you guys know That's that it. Lauren is not on this one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happens That's why when the boys get together? Fucking yeah. damn it. <laughs> the, the, the leash is off of all of us. You know? mm-hmm. Get back in the kitchen, woman. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Go ahead. Um, who are we going to have? Go. Let's go Mitch. Tyler first. We, what? Tyler, you're... No, it's Mitch's turn. You sure? You want to go with Mitch first? He's the Dude, movie it's buff. A hard, it's a hard, it's a hard pick. I need a minute to think. Okay, Mitch, go ahead then. 
Yeah, I was relying on Tyler being first. <laughs> All right, um, out of that list, I have three written down that I'm really trying to fucking sort through. Um, I'll say the three top for me is Avatar, Banshee, what? and everything everywhere all at once. Fuck you. Why, Avatar, why would Avatar win Best Picture? That's crazy. Why is it even here? That's why. There's three listed, and it's, it's not a sweep that it's Avatar. It shouldn't be on the Do list. Do I think it's going to be Avatar? Maybe not. Do I wish it was Avatar? Maybe. James Cameron's great. Avatar, you do. I saw it twice. I've, I've committed six hours of my life solely to the second movie, and I don't even know how many of the first one. But that doesn't matter here. It doesn't really matter what I think. It matters what the academy yeah. thinks. what the people think. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck, man. Like, it's so hard. This is such a this is such a good year for movies, in my opinion. And and I really loved most of the things I saw that were on that list. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, God, man. It's it's like this is like torture for me. This is straight, <laughs> up, this is straight up torture. But I don't know. I might just <laughs> everything everywhere all at once. Fuck it. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm gonna lock hey. it in with that. All right, everything is is his pick for best picture. And Tyler, what do you think? So, like Mitch, I have three. <laughs> I have Elvis, fucking Avatar, and All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm gonna throw that one in there. Which I watch this. So, I'm gonna watch this weekend too. This week so as well. I've seen the original All Quiet on the Western Front. Fucking fantastic war movie. I was actually keeping trying to keep an eye out for this one because I knew they were remaking it. And, it and your parents cancel Netflix and so now you can't watch it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to, you know, FBI, don't look at me for a few hours. Um, <laughs> now, I'm, I'm kind of siding with Mitch on this one, too. Like it, Avatar, it's James Cameron. The only reason it's really got a lot of hype is just because it's returning to this monumental blockbuster from 10 years ago. Like, yeah. I feel like that's part nostalgic, part, you know, again, like that story, fucking he comes in, writes an S to aliens and the dollar signs and bullshit like that. <laughs> Surprised they didn't call it avatars. <laughs> James Cameron. Um, hey, man, he should have won for other one- movies than this one. I'll tell you that right now. This yes, is not I, his I will... best movie. No, no. Like he's had much better films, unfortunately. Yeah. <sighs> You know what? I remember Elvis coming out and it running for so long in the theaters and hearing so much shit about it. Good, like the performance. It's like the it was like this year's or last year's version of Bohemian Rhapsody. It was just yes. the one to watch. Mm. So I'm gonna have to go with Elvis. I, I really do feel like that's gonna be the one to win it, if not everything but, everywhere. But Bohemian Rhapsody won last year or when it won? It won Best Picture? I don't remember. <laughs> No, not best picture, but it won awards. I know for a fact it won best uh, editing, and that made me fucking mad because it oh. has horrific editing, and it pisses me off. I think it's a good movie, but when yeah. I went, the fact that it won for best editing, there's like a certain scene that is seared in my brain where the editing gave me a fucking headache, and I'm like, I don't know who decides this shit, but I do not think Bohemian Rhapsody deserved to win for that. I did think it was a good movie not best picture or anything like that like i definitely like uh what's what's his name rami malik was mm-hmm. fantastic yeah. oh yeah as freddie mercury but i feel like uh... i know the scene you're talking about where the editing gave you a headache i, I think i know 
when when they're like meeting with like the producer or whatever and like the outdoor like restaurant kind of scene oh i thought you were gonna say a live aid where they kept cutting back and forth between oh, that one freddie awesome. and yeah that one was like just focus on the concert people all right you, everyone at the choice are locked in so we will yep. find out the results this sunday and uh the next podcast we have in two weeks from now at this time of recording which will be about the the march 19th um saint patrick's day uh area we will have birthday a winner weekend. and one of, one of them will have a and we'll have a birthday thing we'll do we'll do shots we'll have i'll have to buy you some uh uh a birthday present, Tyler. When's your I birthday? Uh, March seventeenth, I hope. Eighteenth. Oh, so close! Uh, All right, nice. We have a Saturday birthday for for Tyler. We're gonna we're gonna get like lit and get like you know get get bloody slash lad. And oh, three nights in a row, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, so hopefully he'll. <laughs> oh, I don't. I, nice and hungover for the show. I don't know if I ever mentioned you, Joel. I'm seeing uh, that band Tigers show on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, where? At? Uh, in Garwood. Okay. So that's like, it's I've, like, uh, I've never, yeah, I, I take, I take the train, I take the train there normally. They have the, uh, the, uh, Muya place to eat there. The Ooh. burger place. Not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad either. Until next time, guys. I'm sorry, but Muya, if you want to sponsor the show, I will say more of an uplifting thing about your, your franchise. But uh, that's ends our show. We uh, gave you a little, little bit longer. And until next time, here's how you get in touch with us. You uh, email us at njheberito at gmail.com. Any of your questions, your comments, your insight, we'll read it on the podcast. YouTube channel we mentioned in the beginning, where not only you can see our beautiful puppet faces reviewing albums and our rankings, you also can see our new thing with Mitch doing 60-second movie reviews. That's all that's going to take off. And I really appreciate all the views we got for that so far. Uh, and let all your friends know and tell us what you movies that are not only in the theater, but also streaming that are new. And Mitch will watch them and review them. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Public Perspectives or Public Review 15 if you want to type all that in. And we have a Patreon I mentioned to be in the show. Only $5 a month to get uh, access to our retro reviews. This month of March, I have a album that we're going to review that I heard for the first time when I was in my teens and I'm like this is amazing though it's so raunchy and uh, maybe bad but we'll let uh, my co-host decide if it's, it doesn't hold up or if it does hold up or, and they'll probably be like why were you into this back in the day but we'll find out and until uh, next time my friends have a good couple weeks Bye, Tyler. Bye, Mitch. Say bye to all of, all of our adoring fans. Bye, guys. <laughs>